At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Uh, so just as a little aside, we finished recording our episode and we realized that James uh, never apologized for something that he had said previously on the podcast. So this is just a little extra thing we're adding into the beginning of the episode uh, for you guys to listen. So go ahead, James. Okay. To all the Lorehammer listeners, I'd like to start off by saying that never in my life have I ever met a more beautiful, forgiving, honorable, and friendly podcast audience. Sometimes humans can be terrible, and when we make mistakes, we can be quick to point them out in others to avoid people looking too closely at our own. But when a sentence was said on this podcast, it was with the most humble hearts that we were gently corrected. I say we, but again, lest I sound even more... Hey! James, stick to the script. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. One more time. I say we, but really it was me. I will not bring up the offending statement again, lest I send even more of our gentle listeners into apoplexy. I'd like to offer my sincere condolences to those that felt so strongly about this small error that the only solution they had was to immediately stop what they were doing and furiously send us messages containing the phrases actually and technically. And James, you big fat bastard, don't ever share your knowledge again. I'd like to apologize to all the Mantis Shrimp listeners that stopped listening because of my statement. We miss you. Please come back. And one final apology must be given out to the Lorehammer team. Because of my error, you had to endure countless ridicules and angry messages from our most loyal fans. Please let me stay on this podcast. I have spent the past few weeks in deep meditation after I was told of this, and I have felt in my heart that you can forgive me. If only you can look past these mistakes that we all have made and understand that I speak out of love for you and the story of 40K. Thank you for listening. Sincerely, Jim Steeler Jim. And now, back to the episode. Hey guys, here's just some information on the upcoming Lorehammer tournament slash game day hangout that we have. Uh, The date is officially set as November 16th. The cost is going to be $30. Uh, You will only get a spot once your payment has been accepted by us. The format is going to be a doubles escalation league. It is a single faction per player list. Point values are 500, 1,000, and 1,500. Each subsequent list must have the same unit, but not the same upgrades, as the previous. This is a friendly tourney. It's more of just a game day. Don't bring your triptides. Or if you do, shame. Um, We're going to have a couple categories for prizes. We'll start with uh, wins. We'll have best painted, sportsmanship, the best story, and then also just a fun category. In regards to best story, what we are going to ask is if you'd like, you can submit the lore or story of your army. On the When you submit your list, Mark and I will go over it, and then we will share your lore with everyone. 
Um, the day is going to start at 8.30 a.m. in the morning. It will finish around 7 p.m. It could go longer. It depends on games. Lunch is going to be provided between games one and two. Snacks will be provided after game two just to tide you over so you don't get hangry. And drinks can be purchased at the store. If you are a single participant, you don't have a partner, don't worry about it. We will match you up with someone once you're there. Uh, and then finally, there are only 24 spots available. So sign up as soon as possible. Your spot is only guaranteed after we have confirmed your payment to us. And you need to contact us for payment info. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, I'm Mark. Uh, joining us today, we have um, James uh, E. Taylor. Yep, that's right. James. Thanks. <laughs> James. How you doing? We've only known each other for a little bit, so it's okay that you yeah. forgot my name. <laughs> it's only been a little bit. So. I have memory loss. From what? <laughs> Just in general? Huh? What? What do you mean? I don't know. Well, you said it like you had like a flashback to a traumatizing part in your life. I was flashing back and you disturbed me. Mm. My mm. flashbacks, it's not, this isn't TV. People can't just see my flashbacks, Mark. They just play in my head. <laughs> you need the harp music, really, just in the background. <laughs> that's right. That's what happens. Um, but joining us uh, today, actually, all the way from across the big pond, well, one of the big ponds, anyway, uh, is Matt. Hello. From the. From the uke, from the uk, the, 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 the uke, um, yeah. from the uke. <laughs> yeah, uh, happy to be here. That's long, a pl- long time listener, first time caller. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> excellent. Uh, yeah, and that's actually someone who reached out to us. I don't know how long ago you guys. It was right around when uh, I shared the the shit stories. And then that Matt's was what like, got him, hey? Yeah, that the was... very first message he sent was a shit story. So naturally, I'm like, I think I should add him to my personal chat. Yeah, Mark, Mark requested the fans send something in. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if anyone else got it back, but I, I went for it hard. I, I had plenty of stories about shit myself that oh I had, my to, God. had to jump in with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What a lucrative business. <laughs> lucrative. Yeah. And run like shit through a goose. <laughs> That's a British saying. Is it, is it that? I'll, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> oh. yeah. he, he went to England once. I didn't, but I saw a British movie. There it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we all say that all the time. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> knew I, it. I knew that movie was a, an accurate representation. Of... Hollywood wouldn't lie to you, Eric. No. It's, it's fine. <laughs> they wouldn't. 
Um, today we are doing an episode on Sisters of Silence. Did you Shut your mouth, oh. boy. I, I had a hard time trying to figure out why they called them the Sisters of Silence. Like, obviously, because they don't talk, but why don't they talk? We'll get into it later. More on that. At, but just know I, I, had to, at 11. I had to do the most research I've ever done. So that was about five minutes, but... I was I was near him. I did see the sweat start (laughs) start running down his face after. What if I don't have all the answers? That's it. That's what the sweat came from. The four minute mark, I had to like towel him off and kind of. It's like in the ring. He's like leaning. (gasps) You can do it. It's okay. You can do it. Get back in there. Yeah, for the listeners. Um, we have uh, a new patron that Mm -hmm. we we need to thank. For their kind generosity, uh, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A little disappointed in everyone else out there, though. Only one person felt the call to duty, the call to action. So everyone else get on it. So what an entitled little bit. We need your money. <laughs> Give it to us now. <laughs> we we only are doing this to make the podcast better. I want the best that's, for you guys, just like I want the best for everyone else in this room. That's fair. So you the guys more... are you're doing the advertising, mm-hmm. selling out hard on the, uh, the oh repressor. yeah oh yeah yeah the the more money we make the the better everything will be for everybody in the long term. You're, Sounds he's good. Not, he's not wrong. He's yeah. not lying. He's not wrong. Hey, I contribute. I uh, I'm, I can raise my head high. I, I don't have to feel. <laughs> you put walk down into by this room with no shame. I was like, yeah, I got the money to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. Speaking of uh, corporate sponsorships mm-hmm. and selling, selling out, out, I think is the way it's called. Yeah, <laughs> um, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the card game app Warhammer Combat Cards. So we shared a little bit. Who does it? Uh, Flare Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we shared a little bit before about last week about how um, for our tournament they wanted to um, give us a little bit of a sponsorship, which is awesome. Uh, but in in, and they decide to milk, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to sponsor you, but no, now you have not, to do these ads for us." Right. So well, that's that, what it kind of. Well, I want your money, so yeah. here we are. Things we've done for money, anyways. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, what we're going to talk about in this, uh, in today's little aspect of them, is the amount of fluff that is included in this game. Yeah, th- this is what I like. Like, I'm not really a super big gamer or anything, but like. I could definitely get into the idea of just like reading the back of all these cards because mm-hmm. the back of each one, like you know, the way the game works is you know on the front of the card you have a picture of a space and, and it's got captain, like its stats and then or it has its stats. But then yeah, you flip it over and on the back it's like captain of the third company of the ultramarines, blah blah blah. He and it yeah. gives a bunch of a little flavor. And there's a lot of cards in this game, and so each one has like just a little bit of flavor text yeah. in it. And then on their loading screens, there's extra things. So yeah. it's just it's one more thing. That adds to the experience of this game. That really kind of just makes it. Um, it. It feels like it's actually a part of 40k as opposed to just like because uh, you can put down pictures of things, but sure, you know, oh yeah, that's a space frame and it does X damage. But then you read like its history or whatever, and it just yeah, 40k has such a deep deep. I'll use that word, a deep lore. So it really just feels more like 40k when you can read. Yeah, the first that kind of stuff. The first time I downloaded the game, it actually yeah. didn't have that. Mm. Uh, it didn't have that like as part of the game like you couldn't just flip over cards and like 
read all the stuff. So then in one of their updates, they just they added it in. Mm. And then I found all I was doing was going through all the cards that I already had. Yeah. Which probably like, I don't know, close to like 50, 60 cards. And I'm just reading all of them. It's like, ooh, like what do they what do they say about this one? And yeah. what do they say about that one? So Did it, favorite. Uh not not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have wow. a favorite. Trap card. All of, my trap card. I love all of my children equally. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I love all of my Necron children equally. <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize it had that much lore. Yeah, which, it really does. I mean, for anyone who's listening to this, a lore based podcast. <laughs> no, I think they come for the dick jokes for <laughs> oh, this. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's why I came. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a, phrasing. In every meaning of the way. <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah, pretty um, cool app though. Go check it out. Yes, check out the Warhammer Combat Cards app. If you need a link, uh, check out our um, well show notes, our like description. And, of, and how much is this? Free. It's free. Maybe yeah, we, yeah, we should what, say that. What? A oh deal. yeah, it's a free app. What? You can pay. Deal. Obviously, would you Which, believe I'm downloading it, just, it right now? <laughs> I don't believe you because you're not on your phone. He's how typing. about now? <laughs> All right, now now it's oh, there's geez, potential. Now, now he's just looking at those Lifetime movies. Yeah, well. There's everyone has their own little pleasures, and that one's fine. <laughs> Apparently, all those movies are about your little pleasures. The more you told us about secrets, the last secrets. <laughs> if you want B movies, Lifetime movies, that's all. That's, oh, those, that really, was, those are B movies in are, your mind, not are, like D or. Well, I was going for like you, you, like well no, Z movies. You know what I is? Hmm, never mind. I realize things in my brain, and it's all good. Let's move past it. Anyways, Warhammer Combat <laughs> yes. Cards by Flare Games. <laughs> Check them out. It's a fun game. At some point, uh, you know what? Actually, we'll save that for the next time we chat about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, for the next four years. Well, no. That's, that's our contract. That's four right. years of Warhammer Combat Cards. <laughs> <laughs> they got the better end of that deal. That's for sure. All right. Let's uh, go to the next thing on our list. <laughs> I haven't even in the episode yet. Uh, it's just labeled Lorehammer Adventures? Part two. I should have put part oh, two to clarify. Let's put that in there. Oh, because <laughs> it has to be known now. I, I mean, edit the notes yeah. during the episode. Yeah, yeah. So what is what is Lorehammer Adventures? Uh, well, uh, back in October, I uh, I sent in my fan, my fan lore. Your listener lore? My listener lore, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to do with the trio that was Mark the Rogue Trader, Eric... The uh, Tempest of Scion and Jordan, the tech priest. <laughs> and then I kind of left it as I want to do. You left I, me wanting more. I, I, well, what can I say? I started a chapter. Keeps you coming back. I, I keep you coming to... back for more. So I decided to uh, not cut my second chapter. And I'm, I'm quite happy with it, but there will be some changes in editing. So <laughs> sh- shall I just jump? Jump right in. Yes, yeah, so you're just going to read it out for us? I, I'll just read it out for you, yeah, a little bit of that, right. listener lore, if that's okay. So, in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only unfinished stories, and Lorehammer Adventures is the worst of the bunch. When we last left off our trio, ooh, when we last left our trio, they were traveling to the spaceport, beginning their exciting journey of collecting lore across the galaxy. Well, we're here, chirped Mark cheerfully as they approached their rented shuttle, the Broken Spine. What a piece of shit, said Eric, a sour look on his face as he surveyed the small, almost derelict craft. He reached up, running his hand across the ship's faded exterior, a rain of rusty debris following the trail of his hand. 
Appearances can be deceiving, replied Jordan, roughly shoving his mechadendrite into the waiting exhaust port. Yeah, you like that, you dirty bitch, he breathed quietly. What? said Mark. Please, Mark. I'm trying to recite my canticles, and all procedures must be followed exactly. <laughs> yes, but why are you hard? That's part of it, said Jordan quickly. Unbeknownst to all but the keen-eyed scion Eric, a lone bulky figure was approaching them slowly. His hand rested on his hot-shot las pistol. He was already annoyed at his companions, glancing at them, Jordan having finished his ritual was smoking a cigarette, <laughs> leaving Mark to clear the ungents still dripping from the exhaust port. Neither appeared to notice this new figure approaching. Halt! called Eric, drawing his pistol on the newcomer. What is your business, stranger? Oh, you'll need more than that to harm me, a static-laced voice boomed, appearing into the light of the port. One of the Sky Father's children, a space marine. He stood in gleaming Mark IV battle plate, resplendent yellow, a black fist in the center of the left pauldron. But he wasn't quite exactly what they were expecting. I am Imperial Fistian, he said. <laughs> yes, but where is the rest of you? scoffed Eric. What, you would request a whole chapter? La laughed Fistian. Well, no, but you're shorter than I expected. <laughs> what? I am a mighty tactical marine. <laughs> what? said Mark. You're not a Primaris? <laughs> well, well, no, I'm, I'm not a Primaris, but I'm more tactically viable. Are you mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. in army? said Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Fistian looked down. Not appearing to be happy with his reception. <laughs> As the boys began to leave, they stated to the Imperial Fist, We don't need you. This'll be your last mission with us. <laughs> As they boarded the space shuttle, the tech marine Fistian plugged himself in. Happy with his last bit of work, the broken spine, now showing as the broken penis, left the spaceport. Hmm. End of chapter two. Oh my god. We've made a new friend. Well, I mean, I had to get, get him in there somewhere. I, I was hoping to get, um, I did, I've worked out my next part for James to get in there, but I'll, I'll be coming it. in chapter three. How many arms do I have? Uh, we're going to leave that right. to decision. All right. <laughs> He's just going to add more that he needs. It's just every time he'll... He'll describe you. There's just one more arm holding and touching something. It was going to be like, Mark shakes James's hand, and then he shakes the other hand, and then the other hand. <laughs> Mark shakes the hand and find out James can grab more than just one thing. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Mark runs back to Eric. James just tried to have sex in my mouth. <laughs> I think I'm pregnant. Yeah. Well, actually, well. you would be. So, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh... No, that was good. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Are you even in army? <laughs> <laughs> even in army? <laughs> Probably one of my favorite <laughs> lines from, from the podcast series. That's well. pretty good. Holy. Well, shall we... Uh dip right into the sisters of silence yeah yeah for sure okay sure, take it away sure. eric well we've got a uh Keep it quiet <laughs> this is a whisper podcast yeah ASMR. sisters of silence not sisters of 
bombastic redheads. <laughs> That's right. All around me are familiar <laughs> places. Um, read us the quote. All right, so I will read Do this it. quote. Okay. We are mute, but not without power. We are silent, but not without resolve. We are untouchable, but not without courage. We are sisters and have but one father. We are seekers and we shall find our prey. We are warriors and woe to those we oppose. The emperor's mark is upon our brow. All who deal with the warp must beware. His judgment and vengeance is ours to deliver. I'm a little sad that you didn't do it in a female voice, but... That was my female voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy. Um, Noise. I find it strange that the Sisters of Silence have a motto. I mean, who who, who says this? (laughs) Instead of chanting it, instead of chanting it, they all just write it down and then hold up the piece of paper. They all do it in sign language. It is very just... uh, It's pretty unnerving to watch. Yeah, but it's it's not quite as... um, It's like a haka. Yeah, they, what? Like a you silent like, hacker. Yeah, like the New Zealand thing. Ah, sure. They sure, do one yeah. of those before battle, except yeah. without without, without the shouting. Chanting. Yeah, hmm. I mean that would be scarier to me. I think it's it quite possibly would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are the Sisters of Silence? Uh, the Sisters of Silence are a group of warrior women who join together for the purpose of hunting, containing, and even destroying psychers. Mm. And the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone watching Dark Crystal? Uh, no, I haven't. No, do you ever watch it? No, no. nobody. All right, for all those listeners who watch Dark Crystal, um, I will be doing this all episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell Chamberlain. Should watch it. It's interesting. It's better than when people go. Oh my god! Oh god. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't wearing headphones for the last episode. Yeah, that would that would have really done me over. It, it did me. I was wearing headphones when they were doing all the recording. I wanted to kill myself. Um, so the reason that these Sisters of Silence are so good at this role of hunting psychers is because of a genetic anomaly they have, which is the pariah gene. Yeah, more on that later. Turns them into blanks. Yeah, untouchables. Mm-hmm. Pariahs. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they became the Emperor's left hand. We are going to talk kind of what led to it. Uh, they were his favorite and best tool for containing humanity's psychic awakening. Not to be confused with the psychic, psychic awakening, awakening but right. super yeah. current. You guys are you guys are keeping <laughs> yeah. super current. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. So let's dive into the history of it. Um, we'll start with the founding, and uh, we don't know exactly who or how uh, they were founded. Some say they were remnants of a dark age of technology cult. Some say the emperor himself created them, while others even claim that the origination could be contained within the cataclysm of Pentacastasins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Pent- Pentacanus? Uh, Pentacanus, Pent- yeah. Pentacanes? Pent- that sounds good. Pentacanes? Um, we've, we talked a lot about like what the Dark Age is. People know who the Emperor is. But uh, for those who don't know what this is... The Cataclysm. So this uh, occurred during the Great Crusade. And there was an uprising. Uh, it was made up of like rampant psychers. And the only forces capable... It was just like on some... like Obviously on High the planet world, yeah. uh, of Pentacanes. 
pentacanas mm-hmm. and um the only force that was like capable of successfully fighting them back was an imperial army regiment and they were uh called the fifth 913 indentured irregular infantry perfect and so it was a primarily female regiment and they called themselves the daughters of the crow yeah yeah um so the reason why uh or what happened there was uh, a commander of the league of black ships won Gigan Dantes quickly came to the conclusion that the regiment was full of blanks or pariahs and used them to extreme effectiveness against the psychers. At the end of the call, he took them away to an undisclosed location. Some say this was the advent of the sisters. Others um, attest to prove their combat effectiveness. I definitely prefer that one. That this was like the first time the sisters were used. But yeah, it was like a test. Like someone riled up all these psychers or placed all these psychers here mm. and just was trying to see how good these like blanks were of fighting them that's yeah. not beyond the inquisition no not that's mean. why i like that, it yeah. well that, that makes more sense though like what are the chances that you just have a regiment made up of all blanks yeah yeah like they're not super they're common just, it's just like randomly roll the dice oh look <laughs> how lucky for me how lucky for me <laughs> well, the, the fact that they're called the indentured irregular infantry yeah, yeah. someone yeah. must have known something indentured. yeah that's and it. irregular regular, yeah. yeah infantry they're, oh. they're not regular <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so that's those are like kind of the three potential ways that they yeah would have grouped together um but the yeah. first time um, the one other note too is like even in 40k like they don't know where they come from a lot of like uh like the sisters lore like in the setting has been lost because no one no one talks about it sure well it's over ten thousand years old yeah yeah and that too also plays a factor but yeah like even the even the sisters don't know like this is a part of the the lore like this isn't mm. just games workshop drop games workshop hasn't written about it yet this is like part of their mm. yeah yeah mm. so so we the... should watch it mark <laughs> you'd enjoy him i don't know i'd rather just let you reenact it all for uh, me i think <laughs> it's pretty much that's the character <laughs> episode one play the rest of it's point five speed though please jim is jim henson the muppet guy yeah yeah, it's one of his like first like movies that he did. Oh, oh and it's the puppets. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've seen I seen I seen a Netflix thing. Yeah, like yeah. That. It, but that's like that's like a series mm-hmm. from like the first movie that was made like thirty uh, years ago. Yeah, that's hardcore. It's kind of cool. Anyways, um, so the first time they were seen as like the full Sisters of Silence uh, was under the command of the Astra Telepathica. And the Astro Telepathica is what, Mark? What are they responsible for? Um, yeah, they're responsible for recruiting psychers. Uh, we do have a lot more information on them to come. Yeah. In this episode, even. Yeah. So, but that's a kind of general premise. Yeah. But they're like, that's just the humanity, like this, the administration responsible for all of humanity's psychers. Yeah. Um, and so the Astro Telepathica used the Sisters of Silence to contain like the growing powers of. Uh, Primaris psychers, uh, not to be confused mm-hmm. with Primaris Marines mm-hmm. and their psychers and Primaris psychers. <laughs> so. There's another Primaris in there too, isn't there? Is there? I think there's a third thing that's called yeah. Primaris. Well, technically, now it'd be a fourth thing. No, no, they're no, no. including Primaris. So there's Primaris <laughs> Marines, <laughs> Primaris psychers, and I think there's one other thing that's called Primaris. Hmm. Yeah, Primaris psychers. 
There's two yeah. different primary psychers. <laughs> He's not following. That's fine, Eric. It's fine. Let's move on. Uh, let me hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Come on this journey with us. <laughs> but yeah, dur- during uh, the Great Crusade, like lots of psychers were starting to pop back up. There was kind of a bit of a lull or a call, depending on the planet. But uh, yeah, during the Great Crusade, they started popping back up. Mm-hmm. And they, the Sisters of Silence are, are just so effective at what they do that the Empire... The, the Empire... <laughs> the, emperor. <laughs> the Emperor would uh, personally send them on missions that he deemed was necessary. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting to be so good at what you do that the Emperor takes personal notice of you and says, like, no, like, use them here, use them here, because yeah. they're so effective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that that is, like, what we call, lots of people call them, like, the left hand of the Emperor, but, like, that's not their primary place. Like, that's it definitely not why, wasn't where they came from. That's not where they came from, like, and even now, like, in 40K times, that's not really what they are, um, but they did become that for a brief moment in time. Mm-hmm. And they like, have some benefits of being so close to the Emperor. Yeah. Um, things that, like, other places or other... Uh, societies and organizations don't have within the imperium yeah and uh it's just it's a weird as with most things in the imperium it's really hard to say where something starts and ends within like your authority and your purview like (laughs) what are you actually allowed to do versus what do you just do because of like the implications yeah you can Uh, do whatever you can do so like if you (laughs) have enough power to do Then you can do it. As yeah. long as you believe in yourself. That's right. Through the power and of friendship. And you have enough guns. Of course. <laughs> the power <laughs> the, of yeah. guns. The power of guns. <laughs> on, on the topic of like their authority, the very first exterminatus was declared by a sister of silence. Well, it was written down by a sister of silence. <laughs> he got me. <laughs> she like goes to say it, and it's like, I ah, nearly got you. <laughs> so yeah, like they they do have a lot of authority. It, I don't think this is a common thing, but it does show that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so that's kind of their founding. We don't really know a whole lot about it, but yeah, they are used by the uh, Astra Telepathica, later by the Emperor, but they're still under the command of the Astra Telepathica. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into the Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy. Yeah. So during the Great Crusade, uh, the Sisterhood was deployed when fighting particularly powerful psychers, um, whether that's Xenos that need destroying and annihilating, or humans um, that need destroying, that need destroying or, or, or annihilating, yeah. <laughs> or assimilating, yeah. depending on the level of mutation of that planet. Yeah. Um, were they, were they ever like used specifically against traitor legions? Yes. Traitor legions. Well, well, yes and no. Um, I don't think there's ever instances of them being deployed during the Horus Heresy to go okay. against um, traitor legions, but like there is the whole Magnus in- incident that we'll talk about a little bit, and then also during the Siege of Terra, they're present. So like they Which definitely they, were, they definitely came into contact yeah, with, but Heretic I don't think Astartes. they were ever like sent out to sure. go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're less of a standing army and more of like a force that's just garrisoned and to be like used in small doses. Yeah, right. They're not sending them out on big campaigns. No, no. They're they're a very unique tool for a very unique job. Scalpel. Yeah, not a hammer. Yeah. Thank so, you. <laughs> that's. Hmm. 
so just like Mark said, <laughs> during I need, I need that on a, like a signed board. <laughs> Every time I get a message from Eric, <laughs> that's the ringtone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just like Mark said, during the Great Crusade, probably like the most the craziest example is them uh, going to Prospero. Yeah, to fight Magnus. Well. Not to fight them. Yeah, they were never sent there to fight. But. Yeah, they were they were sent there to contain. Yeah, Magnus after he had willfully disobeyed the emperor, uh, his orders, uh, and he breached the webway and all the wards that the emperor had. And Magnus, you goddamn fool! <laughs> I, I, I will love a took. I maintain he did nothing wrong. So, oh, you would, you heretic. Oh. Hmm. You also That's worship rude. Logar. Yeah, exactly. So, Listen, I really worry about the I origins don't of the I worship Logar. I just think he has some good ideas. Okay? <laughs> There's a difference. Every time I'm Even playing. Hitler had some good ideas, I'm sure, right? Somebody has to agree to that. Anyone? Oh, I love the mustache. There we go. Great mustache. I feel like he ruined it for everyone no else. No one else to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> you could just say Charlie Chaplin had a great mustache. Uh, yeah, exactly. But suddenly, right. the same mustache. even, though? Everyone knows who Charlie Champ. Oh. Um, Speaking of silent, <laughs> in the silent exactly. films. Oh, it all comes back around. <laughs> I'm ahead of my time. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> the joke was ahead of its time. All right. You didn't get it. All right. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the tomorrow times. <laughs> yeah, um, so they were sent on a bunch of like specific missions like that, specific causes. Like, yeah. Going and getting Magnus or, you know, fighting a particular psychic Xenos race or whatever. Um, they The major part they played during uh, the Horse Heresy, though, was in the Webway during the Webway War. They, the war in the Webway. Yeah. Um, they helped the Custodes and they also sustained heavy losses just trying to keep the Imperial Palace safe. Mm-hmm. And they are definitely, like, the tool to use against demons yeah so yeah well like yeah even during like the the battle of prospero like everyone there recognized like um the effectiveness the effectiveness because the thousand sons are all psychers and yeah yeah it wouldn't it would have gone very differently if they were fighting say like the imperial fists or like yeah they wouldn't have been there yeah exactly yeah because they're only called upon yeah yeah you'll you'll learn later like why it's such like an important tool and why they're only using very specific specific times and finally during the the horse heresy um they were there for the defense of the imperial palace during the siege and you know they did their thing they kind of would close like uh web or not webway uh warp breaches and stuff riffs yeah whenever like a new demon incursion was trying to siege the wall they would be at the forefront trying to nullify it all yeah but yeah a very very important tool to fight the forces of chaos yeah if only everyone was a blank no, because then no one would have a good time. <laughs> this is true. If only we all... Hey, we wouldn't have a good time, but a little less chaotic, you know? <laughs> yeah, but we wouldn't have a good time. No. Who? S- safe and miserable is, <laughs> is the way we like to keep that's humanity. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the UK way, maybe? That is, yes. <laughs> so after the Horus Heresy, um, they uh, start to fall off and... There's some yeah. th- some thoughts of why this happened, but uh, they kind of disbanded and kind of scattered across the galaxy, which is an interesting thought. Uh, so it's kind of like with with the emperor all of a sudden disappearing, yeah. like they seem to fall out of 
site almost. And it, it's it's interesting to think that how much influence the emperor actually had on like their placement or like combat assignments. Yeah. Um, because as soon as he's gone, all of a sudden a lot of the sisters of battle just abandon the sisterhood. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it too is they get bullied out too as well. Um, so their main purpose, they still continue to do that. Their main purpose was in service of the black ships that go across the galaxy collecting psychers. Working so, for the astrotelepathic. Yeah, so they still kind of did that. Not as much, but they still were active there. But like, yeah, like Eric said, all those other battlefield roles that the, the Emperor was kind of giving them, like that all stopped. And the main reason for that would be, um, as we get into a little later too, like blanks their solace and when you're around them you just feel uncomfortable you, you just, hate them you don't like them doesn't matter who they are what they've done you just you get this uneasy vibe around them so that's how i feel when i'm around you oh yeah oh yeah that makes sense it's the touches wait who's the one feeling uncomfortable <laughs> both, oh. both of us. <laughs> who's the one touch it <laughs> look i don't touch because i want to it's a compulsion. I, do I have to. It's an it's addiction. A it's a sickness. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting as well. I mean, the, the next thousand years after the Horus Heresy, the Imperium was just trying to cover up the fact that it ever actually happened. They <laughs> yeah. were trying to wipe out the memory of Abaddon. So I think having a, a, a psychic battling unit going around specifically to battle the warp when you want to say that the warp isn't around it's probably, <laughs> sure. uh, it's yeah, probably yeah. not the best thing bad to press have. exactly yeah it's like why'd you need that oh no reason no yeah, reason yeah. at all <laughs> yeah so with the majority of the sisters now disbanded uh they broke their oaths and spread throughout the galaxy terrible <laughs> liars <laughs> <laughs> their attempts to create regular life were constantly met with scorn and hatred due to their nature of their being yeah and regular life as in like these people are settling down and like getting married yeah like these warriors that had like seen like the the craziest fighting that like imperium had seen at this point like yeah. the war on the webway you, you wild you participated in that and then to be like nah i'm gonna go here and have a baby <laughs> just gonna pick up a plow and start tilling yeah the field. it's kind of <laughs> crazy to think like It'd be interesting to know, like, what happened, what what did they feel as, like, a whole, as a sisterhood, to feel like we don't, maybe they felt like they don't deserve to, like, uphold these oaths anymore, like, a I failure in some way. I think it's more just, like, unwanted. It, it also could just be that, like, yeah. there was no place for them, so yeah. they all try to disperse, maybe then the hatred wouldn't be so concentrated in one place. Yeah. It just, it's such a 180. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's they, very, should, they should make a story where it's... uh <clears throat> sorry it's a sister of silence but you don't know that it's just some like it's almost like a medieval fantasy mm. that you're reading and then all of a sudden halfway through you realize that she was a former sister and then all this crazy like, stuff pulls, happens there's like she's literally in a farmhouse and then something happens and she like digs in under the earth and like pulls out this bolter yeah that she's had the whole but time you, as far as you know in the story up until that point it was just like it was just a medieval fantasy yeah. she's just I, I see it like the last samurai where he's got, he's got <laughs> yeah. the suit of samurai armor just hanging up in his house, That's but he right. never puts it on. And yeah, then yeah. You, you need to get it in the end. I mean, yeah. get that. That could be very cool. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, all these people, uh, and some did still go hunting psychers yeah, like and acting still as mercenaries. As yes. Astrotelepathic. But up. they spread throughout the galaxy. Yeah. Which was, yeah. And so this was a mass exodus. From the uh, Somnus Citadel on Luna, on Luna, yep. And so, so it's like be- their uh, 
Fortress yeah. World. Or not Fortress World, but Fortress. Yeah. So because of this this movement throughout the entire galaxy, the pariah gene found its way into more of humanity than ever before. Yeah. So now, ever since the Horus Heresy, these people have been spreading and the mutants have been growing. And if we don't do something soon, <laughs> god damn it, they're going to overtake us. We got to kill all women. <laughs> That's Sorry, not, what? <laughs> no. No, we don't. Oh. That would stop the gene from spreading. That's what I'm That's thinking. Very that would effective. stop all No half measures. That's true. The war against the horses and the war against the women. That's what we need. The, the horse heresy. The horse heresy, yes. <laughs> and that, that's kind of the end of the horse heresy. And that's what they were doing for 10,000 10, years. For 10,000 years. It was just <laughs> living life but still being mercenaries. Um you know, probably like handing down this like stories of like what they did, but as well at the same time, there always was that part of the Sisters of Silence that was active within the Astro Telepathica. So they yeah. never fully disappeared. Yeah, yeah, and there's even like a couple like uh, uh, sisterhoods that were on far off planets that uh, yeah they would make like small garrisons. Yeah, that literally didn't do anything. But uh, there's a couple times like during the War of the Great Beast. A couple of these like covens, or I don't know if it'd be called covens, but a couple of these sisterhoods were approached, and like they weren't doing anything; they were just hanging out in their fortress. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's still a combination of things happening. Yeah. And then the last thing we have, uh, and James is going to share this, is the Indominus Crusade. That's because I, uh, I like indominating. <laughs> He's an indominatrix. <laughs> That's right. Indominating all those Xenos and chaoses and. Except for Lord word bearers, they have some good ideas. <laughs> Just a few good ideas. I, I write them down in a book and I share them with my boys. What do you call the book? Uh, I, there are was many it, words for it. Uh-huh. it good the, news. Li- libera Chaotica. <laughs> <laughs> book of Logar. Book of Lorgar. The real second Lorgar. Divinata. Second first, oh, yeah. first 32. <laughs> The emperor is a liar. <laughs> the emperor does not protect. Oh, he's got some good ideas. <laughs> I would be touching your lips if I could reach. But I can't. All right. Back to the podcast, I yeah. guess. <laughs> During the 13th Black Crusade, a force of traitors managed to assault Luna and Terra. A group of sisters appeared and helped Reboot Gilliman defeat Magnus. So mm-hmm. Magnus assaulted Luna and Terra? Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, Hot diggity. Hot diggity. Yeah, when the Emperor, or sorry, when Rupert Gilliman was making like his uh, pilgrimage back to Terra, um, Magnus was like following him and trying to stop him the whole way. And then it finally, they finally met on Luna. And then the Sisters of Silence appeared. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that they got that close. There's actually been a couple times when Terra has like had enemies on the doorstep and you're like, how are they still there? (laughs) Well, like when you hear all the lore about all the stuff that's guarding soul system, how? How is stuff appearing? How is it possible that something gets in? The warp. Yeah. like But you hear about all these planets being exterminatist and you just think, well, if they were close enough to kind of get near luna and sarah like someone could have shot a Couldn't massive they just light, shoot a light. warhead <laughs> I like, oh. well i it's just like yeah. the idea because I, I was i was hearing about or i was looking into the lore of of soul and the the number of ships that just like they arrive and immediately destroy just for no reason and 
There's just so many guns pointed at (laughs) at getting into Seoul. How does something get in? But apparently Magnus just pulled it off. So yeah, I think he's got big poor writing. He's got big titty horns. That giant red titty horn dude over there. Oh, it's probably an don't shoot him. He's probably cool. That's probably an imperial ship. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So Gilliman then ordered that the Sisters of Silence be reformed and expanded across the galaxy. The Somanus Citadel once again was occupied by sisters as well as many other fortresses across the galaxy. Mm, so yeah. he kind of instituted a resurgence. Yeah. So do you think, just as a thought, do you think like all the sisters who are like have that gene across the galaxy, like when the word spreads that like the sisters are being reformed, like these people who are descendants of descendants and have for like 10,000 years, do you think any of them picked up like their great, 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 great? I'm just I'm I'm curious like what whether yeah. whether like the stories passed down. No, I don't think it would. I just I, I guess it all would be on the person, right? Like, but ten thousand years is just so long. Exactly. I just I'd I, love to think of this one who like has heard these legends. I'm sure and, there would be one for sure, yeah. but I think most of them were trying to separate themselves from. Sure. I, I, I don't think they would ever stop recruiting on the uh, on the black ships. Though I mean, even if they weren't meant to, I think they mm. would still kind of. They know their purpose and yeah. they've seen the... Yeah. My personal, like, the thing I think happened is that Reboot had a conversation with the, uh, the owners of GW and they're like, we need to make more money. So they... <laughs> we they need more female representation. <laughs> Both of those uh, conversations and yeah. Gilman's like, that's a good idea. And I'm for it. I'm for it. So let's let's open that up. <laughs> I think that's the most in-canon way of yeah, explaining it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the out-of-universe way for no, sure. No, it's in-universe. Oh, God. Yeah. Games Workshops are actually the old ones. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have that's a direct line. <laughs> they have a direct line to anything inside 40K. <laughs> All right. So the Sisters of Silence have since returned to the front lines of war and have taken up more of their previous duties outside of just running the black ships. Yeah. Because, mm. like... Uh, Reboot Gilliman was obviously around during the Great Crusade and the Horde. Are you sure? Them. Yeah, he would have saw them. He I'm pretty sure. In the Black Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he would have just been like, well, you know, just do what you guys were doing before. It seemed yeah. like you were doing the right thing. You're so. obviously very good at what you do. Yeah. So, why did you stop? Yeah. And he goes and smacks around a High Lord of Terror. He's like, you idiot. Yeah. So, now with the uh, political protection of Reboot Gilliman, they're kind of let back into society and. They're still hated. Forced to be back into society. Yeah. yeah. You, you can no longer shun them as yeah. much, even as much as you Dang want it. to. Yeah. Dang. I think it's quite nice that he kind of uh, bitch slapped down the custodies and then raised up the uh, sisters. Mm. Song. Like, <laughs> what are you guys doing in the palace? Like, come on. <laughs> Idiots. And then he's to the sisters like, get back into the fucking palace. Come on. <laughs> Woman's place is Pal- in the palace. Palace kitchens over there. <laughs> oh, dear. So let's talk about the purpose. Originally, the Sisters of Silence are psyker hunters that work as the militant arm of the Astra Telepathica. Militant being an interesting word. It's not really like a military. They're not going on. No, but militant means like, like aggressive, like they're able to fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. anyone in the Astra Telepathica is used in like a form of force or violence, it's the Sisters of Silence. Yeah. Because they're fighting very specific things. Yeah. But uh, like we said, they also worked closely with the Emperor on special Psyker assignments. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what the Astra Telepathica actually kind of, kind of is. So it's made up of two branches, the League of Black Ships, which is responsible for the recruitment of Psykers, 
and then the Scholastia Psychana, which is responsible for the training of psychers. Mm-hmm. And the so the League of Black Ships is a fleet, uh, and they're everywhere in the galaxy, and they're yeah. charged with collecting and transporting psychers. And because we're just amassing all these untrained psychers and the psychic potential, it poses like a massive threat yeah. to the ship and its crew. Yeah. And even if, even if a psyker is not hostile, yeah. he's still dangerous. Yeah, he's an open, like, he's a channel into the warp yeah. for the forces of chaos. Like, yeah. he's, <laughs> that, they could be any age as well. I mean, yeah. You know, imagine going through puberty and you're shooting off lightning bolts all the time. Imagine being like, an infant normal? and you're throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> my my yeah. body's going through changes and I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. This is normal for everyone, right? I, I keep floating up to the ceiling and shit. <laughs> Hair is growing everywhere. <laughs> so because of like the threat to the uh, black ships, the Sisters of Silence were like tasked with a pretens- protection of the ships um, and through the use of their blank abilities. Yeah. These black ships are technologically advanced vessels covered in anti-psychic wardings and uh, constructed from a psychically resistant ebony metal. We all wonder what that is. Oh, that, oh I never thought it's about that. Ooh. Yeah, I never thought about that until right now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Moron. So obvious. <laughs> The black ships travel the galaxy, go into every Imperial world roughly 100 years to collect psyker ties. That's crazy because it's not like they're it's not like they're holding off on 100 years. It's just the circuit that they're on. Yeah. Takes 100 years. <laughs> it's just wild to think of. Yeah. Black ships are piloted by regular humans and the Sisters of Silence are only there to nullify psychers and to step in if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. So Sisters of Silence are also sometimes found in ongoing war zones to help support the Imperium when dealing with enemy psychers. And this is very important. Only psychers. There's no reason for them to be anywhere else yeah. other than psychers. Yeah. So also, although these uh, assignments are usually pretty brief, uh, because no one likes hanging out with the sisters. No. Bunch of chatty women. That's... Wait. Not. <laughs> Sorry, that was just my regular life seeping into the podcast, I think. I mean, well, okay. So it would be like lorically not accurate to have, if you put on the tabletop, a Sisters of Silence and a Necron army. Like fighting a Necron yeah. army? That should never happen then. Unless they were there for some other purpose. And they just got caught up by them? Yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, I don't think a sister would hang around to fight a Necron. No, I don't think it'd be charging into the front line. Like, even if, like, the group that they were with were being assaulted, I think they would kind of... I think they're holding back, and at the very... Yeah, like, like, that's not their role. They're worth more as, yeah. than, like, an infantry unit. Yeah. So they're not going to go save an infantry unit at the chance of dying themselves. Yeah, yeah, so, and, like, there's... And, like, Tau, you'd never see them fighting Tau. Tau do have a bunch of, like, Xenos clients that have psychers, yeah. but, like, yeah, straight up Tau? No, probably not. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But you, then you imagine them against Yeldar and it's like a complete shutdown, an off switch to yeah, um, like exactly. all of their viable uh, yeah. powers. Um, we, we were given some numbers, uh, like during the Horus Heresy and Great Crusade, there's roughly, there is tens of thousands of blanks or Sisters of Silence. So they're still incredibly rare 
And this was like at the peak of the Imperium, you know? Yeah, when they had like the Emperor's personal protection. Yeah. Now, having said that, they have spread the blank gene throughout the galaxy. So maybe there's more of them, but they're still such a rare thing. Like, Yeah, rare, yeah. like even millions is still rare in a galaxy with untold numbers. Yeah. That, like in my mind, they're definitely rarer than a space marine. And there's only a million space marines. I could agree. I could agree with that. Like, if there's only tens of thousands, when when you think the about Crusade, the uh, the Blood Angels, and you have mutated aspirants that are built up to kind of, whereas you have to be born a blank, but you yeah. can create them. You could literally just have someone make it like purposefully breeding people like together. Vat, vat bread, kind yeah, of. yeah. Because who's to say they can't be vat grown? Because yeah, it is yeah. a genetically carried yeah, down, yeah. So how how like is it? We don't know the numbers. We obviously, don't. like if it's literally if you're a blank when you reproduce, now that's a blank. It could only still be a could only be like a one. Yeah, but wow. like if you don't have that blank lineage in your genetics, you're not gonna have it. You're, yeah, but who knows? We don't obviously have exact. Well, even numbers. if it's a recessive gene, wouldn't it still? Only well, be even like if it doesn't 25%. even exist, mutations still happen. But oh yes, it would be twenty five percent. So yeah, if it's a normal genetic thing, it can never be harder than that right or there it could because uh even if it's not in your like genotype or your phenotype mutations like it could still happen randomly okay so it's greater than slightly greater than 25 sure yeah <laughs> this is because it, it can technically like it. happen anytime so the way i understand ge genetics is have four children mm. throw away the three that aren't blank <laughs> no you just need to have you want to play some odds like i mean like it's not perfect so you want to have 12 children and oh. kill like a good chunk of those. No, no, like no, 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 because they will still carry the res the gene even if it's not in their phenotype. It's still in their not genotype. Oh, so you put those into the breeding factories as long as they have it. But you can you can mark for those. You can yeah. You could have two like two. What is the dumb. ideal age for putting a child into the breeding factory? Fifteen? No, for no, a female, what it's like thirteen, no, that's and so, for a male, it depends. Like, that's just, so cruel. You have to. You have to get them in there from the very start so they grow up not knowing anything else. Ah, if yes, you take, yes. take them away from their family and put them in there at 13, that's just... That's just that's that's oh, for sure. You it's know what? That's fair. You okay. just leave them in the brothels their whole life. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. It's, well, all, then they know, it's then, all I know. Then they know their place. <laughs> as, as you're dancing on the table. <laughs> I don't know any other life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's bleak. Right there. <laughs> Welcome to 40K. That's grimdark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, they, they're they constantly lumped in, the Sisters of Silence, in the Talons of the Emperor. And uh, there are some big differences between the Custodes and the Sisters of Silence. Even though the Emperor used them both, one's the right, one's the left hand. They're used very differently, even like, obviously their purpose is different, but just even the way they are used are different. So the Custodes, they are the Emperor's bodyguards. Like, that is their role. They were never meant to be a standing army. Like, they're supposed to be at the Emperor's side occasionally going out and doing the odd mission. Yeah, like, but it would, even those missions should never take away from the Emperor's protection. And and yes, every one of those missions directly will tie into that. Yes, but as like if the Emperor had like, he's got his 300 companions, right? If ever he was like, hey, half of you need to leave to do this mission, that's not going to happen. Unless those other ones, or if those, unless he fills up the... Exactly, yeah, yes. Like, Until, unless... Like his his protection should never be diminished in yeah. order for them to act outside in the galaxy. Yeah. So like they're right beside the emperor at all times. Where 
the Sisters of Silence, they're kind of the opposite, where they're always out on assignment. And maybe every now and again, they might come back and hang out with the Emperor. It's a, it's a very different relationship. Um, I, just out of curiosity, would that have any effect on his psychic abilities? It does. And there's some oh cool examples God. on it that we'll get yeah. into eventually. Oh, but spicy. He, yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, he's just like, you can't really blank him. Not well, fully. He's a god, right? Like turning little G, turning down the dimmer switch on him like yeah. a little bit, <clears throat> just less glowy from yeah. now on. It looks a bit for pale. a heartbeat, yeah, a little bit sickly. <laughs> like you just see like a flash where his face all of a sudden just looks really gaunt. And yeah, there, there is yeah. example of it yeah. in uh, I think it's in the Emperor of Mankind book where um, the Emperor is on the golden throne and a sister walks by, and then. Uh, Normally, the emperor is like resplendent in the gold armor, and he's got the halo of light, and his face is perfectly tan. But when she walks by, she can see the, that the emperor is like actually in pain, oh. and like she sees like the look on his face, like he no longer has that psychic visage. So that's so cool. So like, that's yeah. pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, like so, they're a part of the talents, but their purpose is very different. They're not hanging out with the emperor, like not it's constantly, more, not constantly. But they it's, do. They are in the imperial palace. Yep. Yep. For sure. But uh, yeah, that's one of the places they are. Yeah. But that's not like their headquarters. No. Like it, it's very much like if the emperor wants something, that's just something that he uses. Then like, but uh, it's not like the custodes were. It's just very much it's just a favored tool is yeah. all. And the tool was meant to hunt psychers. Yeah. So why are they? Con- why would they ever be contained at his side? Yeah. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that that's also a good point. Uh, it's a favorite tool, and the reason is because the Emperor has always been very opposed to psychers and the warp, and like that's kind of his whole goal throughout like the Great Crusade is like there is no religion. Don't look further. Like yeah, don't, don't look for gods yeah, because exactly. you'll find them. Exactly. So just it it plays really well into being his left hand of like yeah. Because that's, that's... Well, the, the interesting thing as well is like the right hand is always you're, you show what's in your right hand and everyone sees it. But yeah. the left hand does things that the right hand yeah. can't do. I, and I was, it's like sneaky. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing as uh, Eric because it's almost like the custodes are like the sword and then the sisters of silence the are dagger. the dagger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Behind the back. Yeah, he doesn't want anyone to know about psychers. So he says, go deal with this yeah. and then swift the, yeah. silent yeah the custodies will be on the battlefield they'll destroy yeah, my enemies knows the legends of the custodians yeah, in their like, gleaming gold armor is yeah. their patrol in the imperial palace and yeah. stuff and it's a very it's a very strong image but yeah to yeah. keep the sisters of silence is like your backup against the ultimate weapon is uh yeah yeah it's very cool i like them uh so let's talk about the powers and abilities of sisters of silence so Obviously, the very first thing, every sister is a blank. Uh, a blank is a human mutation that causes a human to have no warp presence or a soul, some people call it. But being a blank goes beyond not having a warp present. It's also, it also actively... <laughs> I, it's funny, like, if you were doing that opening of a window in just a regular day-to-day life, wouldn't be distracting. The way you're taking off your clothes is more distracting. Than it's the, all distracting uh, than the, over there. Than the window to me. I'm having but... a hard enough time to read. Keep one eye on the notes, one eye on Eric. Opening windows, lying on a bed shirtless. One, one eye on, on the on notes, camera. two eyes on the nipples. This is why we need a camera. <laughs> Support our Patreon. So Hopefully, we, can buy a we don't record where there's a bed. I mean, it's like an 18 plus podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we found our new streaming website. 
Pornhub. <laughs> what do I type in to find that? Whore <laughs> hammer. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I have always thought that the uh, the fans should be called lore whores. Lore whores. Or low hoes, for sure. Oh my god. Uh, so I'm going to read that again. So... <laughs> Every sister of silence is a blank. A blank is a human mutation that causes a human to have no war presence or soul. But being a blank goes beyond not having a war presence. It also entails that they actively block out psychic phenomenon. Which is interesting to think that somehow the genetics of a human can be tied to an intangible like warp. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thought. It's, there's a lot of comparisons where... You, you can see that there's like a genetic connection to the warp and then other times it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, psychers. It's you can't not... you can't breed them. Yeah. You cannot take like Malkador and like a, a powerful female psyker, put them together. There's no guarantee that that baby is a psyker. It and there's not even any like greater chance. Right. Like and it's completely random. And yet you have the custodies who are created with the emperor's genetic material who do say to have some kind of psychic presence, not really a presence, but more of just twists of fate yeah. because of their attachment to him in a genetic manner. So yeah. it is interesting to think that sometimes genetics seem to work for yeah. the warp and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Like navigator gene. That's yeah. a psychic that's tool. That's a psychic that's thing, but it's genetic. On. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna do I chalk it up to warp fuckery? Or? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just Games Workshop. <laughs> the old Matt, ones. Matt Ward. The old ones. It wasn't even him. I just. It's been a long time since I've railed against Matt Ward. So. <laughs> Wait. Last time I heard on this podcast, it was Brant. And it was just straight out of nowhere. Oh I was like, oh. <laughs> that man knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, he knows. <laughs> oh. So, depending on the power level of a blank, they will have varying state, uh, varying area of space around them that blots out the warp. Um, and there's actually some given like ranks. So, if you're a Sigmar or a Sigma blank, uh, it's Whoa, the weakest. That was that was a Freudian slip right there. there. Hey? Uh, well, I've been told when I read, I always add one one letter. Mm-hmm. Sure. So Sigma Sigmar. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That you. So say it that. wasn't even a Freudian slip. It's just my inability Dirty to horn. read. <laughs> Sycadictress maledictum I add a D in there I guess um, And the, the most powerful is Omega Yes um, Multiple blanks Will actually be able to combine their Aurora to make like a larger bubble So if you have a particularly What's the smile Aurora Borealis, the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> See that time I added a whole word Not just a letter yeah, but it is interesting to aura. think like uh, yeah, aura. they add their power together yeah. and through their powers combined, they're able to battle the forces of darkness and save the planet from the evil Gal- Galcatron. Galcatron. <laughs> you know? They Sounds are, about right. Wind. They are like Voltron. They, they unite. Yeah, they, powers Our powers combined. will be stronger. Yeah. Uh, since blanks have no connection to the warp, they cannot be possessed, but more interestingly... They cannot be corrupted by chaos the same way the rest of humanity can. Hot diggity. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the whole like uh, oh no gray knight has ever been corrupted by chaos technically you also could fall to the sisters of silence and say yeah. the sisters of silence have never been not through any strength of their will but just because of a genetic anomaly yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it's not hard for them to do it so it's less yeah. impressive but it's also a good record yeah so like if if all humanity was blanks and there were no xenos left yeah would that mean that chaos would just kind of like yes get starved out I'm going to do a throwback all the way to episode one. My plan to save the galaxy no. is if you just breed a bunch no. of blanks and you just put them in one square foot cubes all across the entire galaxy. See, the way Mark would do it, though, he just wouldn't even put them in suits. It would just be like dead bodies, each meter in space. Why isn't this working? You didn't give them air, Mark. They're just tools. They don't need air. Damn, one thing. Um, but just because they're not can't be corrupted by chaos, they they can still do. Doesn't bad this mean they things. can't be tempted either. No, uh, wow, well, I don't think because you can't hear the whispers. Oh, but it, it's more like well, like a cultist <laughs> could still come and the whispers in my ears. <laughs> but that's the, yeah, a cultist could still come and say something. Yes, it's just not a their, conventional. Their machine. will isn't like impenetrable. It's just their their mind. But yes. what would chaos really have to offer them? Because what would they have to can, offer chaos? Can, what's the you one can thing? Grab any what's the one thing that? A blank doesn't have friends acceptance into society <laughs> i was right yeah, they don't like yeah. they're outcasts they're pariahs so if ever there was a thing where it's like no no no, like we want you like come over here but would would that not be something would, that they would want but would the demon even be able to i mean i don't i'm not saying it. a demon what if it's just a or, cultist oh yeah for sure like it's all chaos yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. i'm not yeah like chaos doesn't have to come to you in the form of demons and gibbering madness whispering in your ear yeah I ju- it's I, everywhere i don't know how they would get close enough to offer you friends i know that sounds sad and we want to keep things upbeat but yeah it's, it's like they try and get close to you with like this big party balloon and like everything's going on and then they just like collapse down because like, oh god Every time. Again. Again. all the balloons pop as you get like closer oh. yeah. yeah um yeah a side effect of being a blank like we were saying is that everyone feels uneasy around you they can't trust you they can feel your like lack of soul and they they don't like it. Yeah, it even can translate though to like a hatred. Oh yeah, it yeah. doesn't like it doesn't have to just be an uneasy feeling. Like these uh, these blanks, primarily, well, especially the sisters of silence, because there are male yep. pariahs, but there yep. aren't any male sisters of silence. No. Uh, anyway, so these pariahs, like you cannot like spend an extended period of time with these people. No, like, like it just, just it wears like it. on you. It's like a it's like a vampire sucking away like all the goodness in your soul. Yeah, yeah, e- yeah. Even if you want to like them, it just it will eventually wear you out. Okay, I have a question. Okay, and if mm. you want, if you want to breed this, <laughs> like this is this is specifically something that is genetically passed down through breeding. Yeah. Why would is there a reason why they're women specifically? The Sisters of Silence. Yeah. Um. The only because reason that seems I, like now I'm, if we want these things, they're useful. These people. Why would we use the breeding ones in battle? So, in battle. And not have and not yeah. have them. Yeah. I, I, I thought of two 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 reasons okay, cool. why potentially. Um. The one is just it goes back to their founding of the whole um that uh in what was that regiment called or whatever the indentured yeah, irregular like, this was regiment. already a thing that somebody found and then created and then 
it was already established. Sure. And the bad thing the about 40K is that they do things for the sake of tradition and ritualism. Yeah, okay. and they so that, that's know. my one thought. The other thought is um, it, it comes back to the role of what they do. So we know there's another psyker or blank anti-psyker fighting unit called the Calidus Assassin. And... Um, they are way more combat oriented. They are way more aggressive, way more harder hitting. So you take the Sisters of Silence, who they don't have as aggressive of a of a role. They're not frontline soldiers. That's not their place. They're mostly just sitting on black ships, you know, kind of blotting out psychers. So you take the weaker of the sexes physically. You'd make them do that role, and then you take all the men and you put them into. The more aggressive role. Well, the ones where you get roided out. Yeah, they, those become, are effectively bombs. Yeah, like yeah. The okay, that makes sense. So, I'll accept that. That's a, but that's it also a, because because you can't is, afford to get to lose them to not use them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I see. That yeah. makes like, sense. Also, like the ultimately, I'll take it. Yeah, like, I mean, it would make more sense to just have breeding factories of them. Who's yeah. to say they don't? And and, and just because sure. it is genetically passed on, we don't know how. How likely? 25%. Slightly above 25%. 13 children's worth. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I don't think it's going to be that common. Oh, God. <laughs> it's unlucky for them, not for us. <laughs> but, yeah, like, ultimately, it's just, they were written that way, sure. obviously. That's Fair the enough. Gilman I mean, talking to GW. Yeah, of course. They so. were having a conversation about the female representation. And yeah. They needed it. But, uh, Fair yeah, enough. I, I kind of like to think that, yeah, it's just, they're originally founded as all sisters, and that's... That's Maybe there is some now. legitimate reason back then that is just lost to the mists of time. Yeah, who knows? So, well, there was that. Um, you guys were talking before about the the women who were had massive psycho psychic potential until they got to the age of thirty. Was it? There was that kind of. I think it was on your Ab oh, Humans episode. Um, was it the Geno Five Two? That's right. Yeah, sure. Chiliad, sure. Chiliad Geno yeah, Five Two, yeah. and it was kind of they had. The, only the women had a psychic potential, yeah, yeah. and then by the time they hit thirty or something, you know, past the prime, like past <laughs> past our sell by date, it was um, it just disappeared. <laughs> it just kind of disappeared offwards. You know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Because we all—that's what we do anyway, right? As soon as a woman gets to thirty, we dump them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what my wife has only got a few more years left. You know, she's. <laughs> Are you just, excited for a new one or? Well, you know. Trade up for a newer model. I, like, yeah. It's the same thing, you know. You get you get your like 03 Honda Civic that I got right now. Uh -huh. It'll be nice to get a 2013 at some <laughs> point. Next time I'm getting something sportier. Not worn out seating. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Trunks hanging down at the back. You know? It's okay. She will never listen to this. Okay. <laughs> I've already asked her if she would and she said no. So, <laughs> jokes, James, I love you, you, but not that much. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling all my secret plans to the world and she'll never know. <laughs> um, the prior gene, <laughs> the genetic anomaly that causes one to be a blank has been around for a long time. Uh, no one knows where it comes from, uh, but we have some theories here. Some speculate that, once again, it's a dark age of technology. Um, during that time, they experimented with human genetics a lot. Super a lot. Yeah. yeah. So You missed one theory in here, though. Oh, did I? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll say it at the end. Oh, okay. So yeah, so the, there is the theory that um, it's just uh, as humans, we were so our hubris in our hubris, we were experimenting with everything. So we we did it to ourselves. It at Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Is yeah. one theory. Yeah. Uh, another one is, you know, it's just natural human evolutionary path. Just like being a psyker was one way, being an anti-psyker was another way. Yeah. One uses it, one stops it. It's just a natural evolution. A balance. A... Sure. Perfectly balanced. As all, as things, all things should be. be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another one is some think it was intentionally caused by some type of Xenos interference. Um, the best example of this would be doesn't really exist in the lore nowadays. No, but they got rid of it. Yeah. It's the old pariah and the Necron. Yeah. So the, the thought that the Necron found humanity while they were still evolving and they were the ones that put it in because they were like, we'll use this. It just, it doesn't seem to fit mm. currently. I'm okay with their removal of it. Yeah. And, and the reason, yeah, they did that is because Necron's all about fighting the warp and like that was always mm-hmm. their greatest weakness. So if you make a bunch of um, blank slaves... You know, then you have another tool to fight the warp. Yeah. So the one you missed is that it was the emperor who did it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. sure. Yeah, it's the thought that I he... guess I could say that for everything. Though. No, but like it's no, it yes. goes back to his hatred of the warp. So way yeah. back when, when the emperor was, um, like back in our age, yeah, right when when humanity is still young because we're like a really young race, um, he like saw the future and saw the threat that psychics would have psychers would have. So yeah. he was the one who genetically manipulated people all the way back now. And we've just been carrying this blank gene because they're just outcasts in our society <laughs> today's. Yeah. Right. So it's just, the thought is that we just don't have any psychers for them to blank out, but it's the, it's the thought that he did it, yeah. which is interesting for sure, as for well. Sure. I had yeah. a guy come up to me on the, at the train station the other day. Uh-huh. He told me that he was God and that the government was killing him over and over again no. and they kept cutting off his head but he keep coming back <laughs> so but the nice thing is he said since i talked to him i'm one of the nine people he's taken to heaven so sucks <laughs> yes! to be you guys yes. I, mean, I mean can i get this guy's number yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah he thought i was doing experiments on him with my phone so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yep. oh yes i love crazy people yeah, it was fun. It wasn't crazy people. It was God. God. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, you're going to hell. I, yeah, I, for well, sure. I haven't talked to him. I already was. Oh, well, true, true. You're going <laughs> to a special part. Oh no. <laughs> That's wild. That's was, what was, was that? Just a few days ago, he oh, just weird. sat there and talked to me for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and then my wife Best came and I'm like, my don't, life. don't stop here. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do not engage. <laughs> don't, don't engage him. <laughs> So, so that gives you a pretty good understanding about blanks, their kind of abilities, um, you know, how they're bred. The main one being their pariah gene. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, let's talk about now the Sisters of Silence and how they their training goes, their recruitment and that kind of stuff. So as far as we know, there is no age limit to be recruited into the sisterhood. Um, but we assume they try to get them as young as possible. That's but true. like obviously if they come across a blank who's forty years old, they're gonna take her. But they might not give her like a combat role. You know, sure, you you might specifically be on a black ship. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know. And so, if you're like, this baby makes me uncomfortable, I'll take it away. And yeah. like, thanks. Thank you Sounds for the good. baby. Thank you for the baby. <laughs> thanks for the baby. If it's a blank, they keep it. If not, they eat it. Imagine that. You just give birth and you look at the baby and you're like, yeah. Next time. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Pass on Did this it, one. Get it away from me. I, I wonder what happens during the pregnancy. It's like nine months of being oh, just, just self-hating. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, this little bitch. <laughs> okay, wait. If you're a blank, yeah. are, are you made uncomfortable by other blanks? I don't know. I don't think you would. So feel, if you could, because it's supposed to resonate. That, it's supposed to resonate with you on like your soul yeah, level. You wouldn't feel and that. And blanks presence. don't have a soul, so there's nothing to resonate with each other. Yeah. Both of them just feel like a void. So they just, it's they're already used to it. Maybe in void the, on uh, void in the uh, Eisenhorn series. Eisenhorn starts collecting blanks, uh, which he calls the distaff, and it's basically because he sees the the power of being able to walk next to a blank have her soak up a lightning bolt instead of him and it's all fine like but he puts them all together and it's kind of the first one he finds is a prostitute and she doesn't know why her life is so bad and like <laughs> bad things keep happening and she just can't fit in and he's like oh yeah you have no soul and she's, <laughs> she's like oh, i know i'm a prostitute but come on that makes so much sense to me now and yeah he kind of uh forms this school and hmm. yeah it gives them a purpose and something to do with their lives which is Good guy Eisenhorn. Good guy Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn a psyker? He is, yes. Mm. But I bet he's powerful enough that uh, the no, I think he just accepts it and finds he, it's a tool. He does. And he's got a bolt gun as well for when he doesn't have to use his yeah. lightning bolt. So mm. I, I, obviously. He's also got those eyes. Like, you know, he's looking down. He's <laughs> got, got his eyebrows down and his eyes up <laughs> and he's looking at you. Them steely blues. That's all, <laughs> that's all they need. Freeze you in your tracks. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the Sisters of Silence are also extremely well-trained with a lot of their life being taken up by drills and combat exercises. Like, these are highly skilled warrior women. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that they are not genetically modified in any way. Um, but they most likely are still, you know, they get combat drugs, stim, exactly. stuff like that. You know, but they're just, they're not being modified in the same way that any other, like, advanced shock troop warrior of the Imperium is. Yeah, the Custodes or Astartes. Space Marines, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, th- we don't know a lot about their training. Um, we know kind of one thing is that when they start their training, they're actually allowed to talk. But as they get further in the ranks, um, then they take their oath of t- tranquility. But uh, we don't really know, like, when that typically happens. Um, that kind of stuff is it because it hasn't been written or because it's like on purpose mysterious um that one i'd say it just hasn't been written enough on yeah because there's not it's not like to like break the lore a little bit but it's not like something that gw has poured a lot of yeah effort into it's not like the sisters of battle where they're like making a release it's more they've only got like a few models right yeah they got one box set yeah so and then a couple forge world ones but yeah so they probably, um, when they do an eventual Hopefully they do release. more. Yeah, like, I think they should get their own codex. Maybe. Maybe not. Never you mind. want I take another it back. Imperial codex? No, I take it back. I they said I take it back. They should do a Talons of the Emperor codex. 
That would yeah. that would make I, more I think sense. the custodes have too much and the sisters have too little. Yeah. So combine the, them. Yeah, exactly. Take away some stuff that the custodies have. You can't now that I know. It's, it's impossible. But like they have like two types of terminators and like I yeah. like it, but it's too much for what the custodes are. Like I like it. They're the banana boys are cool. Mm. I'm not saying they're not cool. I just think they're little bitches. Time and place, James. Yeah. Now is neither the time nor the place. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't sound like you're into custodes at all. We got this funny uh, uh, message saying, oh, I didn't really like your last episode. Two of the people weren't interested in the topic. Who is that? Uh, is it me? I don't know who it was. I'm like, really? I thought we all, well, I thought that was a fun episode. Was I love it. It was, it was on the custodies. custodies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought we all liked it. I'm yeah. like, hmm. I, I loved the episode. I thought it was great. I mean, the hatred of Pri- uh, Primera Space Marines was coming Seep through. in to but, every episode. But no Custodies hate that I could, uh, no, I could pick no. out. I just think this guy really liked Custodies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted you to be like, oh, yeah, we would lick their arm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only could. way I apply oil is with my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Trojan Valerie. Oh. <laughs> you beautiful bronze god, you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing about their kind of abilities and kind of their training is the way they communicate. Um, this is fun. The transitions. Yeah. I love it. How else do you do it? I don't know. It's not a good way. It's not a good way. How do you funny. jump from, you know, licking. talking about licking <laughs> I feel so bronze ba- men? <laughs> I feel so bad that I'm here. I feel like I'm derailing you no, more no, than you usually get derailed. I, I thought we were meant Wait, to Wait, I thought it. you listened to the podcast. I thought we were meant to talk about man on man as much as possible. <laughs> That's the only reason I was invited That is on. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this is... Uh, so... <laughs> How do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> Sisters of Silence. Uh, so the communication. Um, the Sisters of Silence take their name from the primary oath that they swear. And this is called the Oath of Tranquility. Mm. Um, we don't know exactly mm. why they take this oath, but I was able to find a couple cool theories. So uh, also to note that the Sisters of Silence, like this is in universe. They also don't know why they do this, this oath. Like that's, oh. that's stated. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it's not like they just haven't written about it. That's actually been stated. Um, so the one theory is they know the true emperor. And it goes back to that example of when that sister... So, like, not the emperor, but, like... They know him as a person. Without, they can without. see through his bullshit, yeah. psychic bullshit. It's like when she walked past the throne yeah, yeah. and she's seen that she, he was in pain. Like, they're they, the they, only he ones... He can't hide things from them. Exactly. Like, and even, like... If the emperor tries to talk to him, like he can't play a t- trick, he has to use his actual words. Like they know the true emperor, they can tell when he's bullshitting them. Um, so they take this this oath as a way to protect the emperor, you know, to keep his, his legacy or whatever safe. That seems crazy because that's interesting. Actually. Sorry, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but can they talk? And they've just taken an, they've just yeah. taken an oath to yeah. not yeah. talk. Yeah. See, that seems dumb. You should just rip out their tongues. <laughs> There have been sisters who have broken the oath, like the... Um, well, all, yeah. all of them happened after the horse heresy. A yeah. bunch of them broke their oath. Well, yeah. and um, the first one that Mark mentioned, uh, the first one to do exterminatus, she considered her oath wasn't broken, just changed. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. if you're talking, I mean... And you're called the Sisters of Silence. Sisters <laughs> of Quiet. This was of most mostly silent. Yeah. Sisters of I don't have anything to say right now, <laughs> but I will at some point. 
she's been holding her words for 30 years compared to most women (laughs) it's just Just every every time you ask her where she wants to eat and she doesn't say anything Mm, yes (laughs) and then you finally get there and she's like didn't want to go here (laughs) (laughs) so that that's one theory (laughs) another one is um it comes from their name like the oath of tranquility it it's supposed to show that they are a calm in the chaotic world in the storm like psychers they don't they don't affect them it's just like this calm it's this zen buddhist like the same reason why you know monks will take an oath of silence it's just they're just you know one with the universe why do monks take an oath of silence mark because they're just one with the universe you know they don't need to talk they can feel the world do buddhist monks take oaths of Some silence do. I'm not going to get deep into it because I'm already super ignorant, but I know... <laughs> I just about to Google who takes oaths of silence. But there are, like, monks like, I thought it's Christian monks that take oaths of silence. Oh, yeah, sure, like sure. Monastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure monks. you can find it across <laughs> multiple religions for sure. multiple reasons. I'm sure you could. It's all, it's all words at the end, you know. Carthusians. Oh, yes, of course. We all know about them. But, yeah, that's one. <laughs> um, they're, they're just there to be, like, calm and silent and, like, still and to even talk would be like to contribute to the chaos of the world you know to go against their very nature um okay sorry i don't mean to no this is a perfect time before i jump into my final okay despite the common misconception no major christian monasteries or religious orders take such a vow hmm, james i don't think that's true Where yeah it is this? wikipedia I, I'm fairly certain that there are. However, most monasteries have specific times, uh, magnum silentium, work silence, oh, times of, of prayers, and places such as the chapel, refectory, etc., where speaking is prohibited. I, I would, I would want to do more research on something. Yeah, it I'm would be interesting. Positive there would be. Yeah, no, it would be interesting to actually, because uh, you know you can only trust Wikipedia as far as you can throw it which is the internet so it's impossible i think he's a very cool thing in the movies in there where some guy's taking a vow of silence and yet he's the only one who knows how to like save the world or whatever <laughs> like, come on dude it's just write it down just, just one time just whisper it whisper it in my ear no one will know it. um and the final kind of reason why i thought or could find was uh why they're silent is people already hate blanks this is just another way to kind of keep the peace with everyone around them. Like, if you can't say anything to them, even if you're saying the right thing, like, Eric, you got a nice haircut. Like, fuck you. you. Exactly. It just. Oh, sorry. That's just my natural response <laughs> oh, to <yes>. compliments from you. <laughs> it, it's just another way to kind of just uh, alleviate some of that tension. If yeah. not all of them are chatting all the time. And- What's your favorite theory? Oh, uh, the emperor one. Yeah, like, same here. That was aw- that's, that's awesome. Yeah, because that so one's not dark. even like a theory. Not... Like that one, we have examples of yeah. that happening. It's just whether or not that's why they actually exactly. Take the... it, it... I, I really like that idea. Is like yeah. they they w- they won't betray him. They refuse to betray him and like yeah. the trust he's given them. So they won't yeah. even talk about it. So they don't slip up. I also yeah. like it. It's kind of it gives the view that everything the emperor does has kind of a psychic veil on yeah like yeah. every time he's doing a speech he's like mm. deliberately trying to man- manipulate uh, manipulate yeah like that people. he would have psychically blocked that stutter out you yeah, know? yeah, yeah like, exactly i wouldn't have I, you wouldn't have heard that even yeah. though i did it yeah. if i was the emperor and it's like kind of yeah you can't 
kind of bullshit a bullshitter when yeah. it comes to the uh, Sisters of Silence, you know? Yeah. I wonder if the Emperor's just like a dweeb if he doesn't have like the... <laughs> doesn't yeah. have his psychic... He's just a... Don't real, get Mark started on he's this. He's just a, like... He's just a frail little boy. <laughs> like he's just like shriveled. He's but, like... uh, It's Voldemort before he gets his body back. Yeah. He's just... He's like, like that, <laughs> except he's just a super powerful psyker. It's, it's the Wizard of Oz where he's actually exactly. a... Ma- he's a man in the back just like speaking into a microphone. <laughs> Yeah, Tinker's all a lie. Terrible. <laughs> so that's those are the kind of why we think they call them the Sisters of Silence. Uh, they do have uh, newer members in the order that have yet to take that oath of tranquility. That mm-hmm. will be emissaries or coordinators with other imperial assets. Yeah, because you still need to be able to communicate back. Yeah. And speaking of like the communication, the Ooh. way they communicate with each other is they've developed three different types of sign language. Right. Um. So the first is called thought mark. And it's a very symbolic language that uses small gestures to convey complex ideas subtly. So pretty much just regular sign language. Yeah, most of the time they would be talking like this. In this complex, in this thought mark? Yeah, like... Well, it depends. Like, I also, like, the idea of taking a vow of silence is that you don't need to share your thoughts all the time. So there's no reason for them to think that they have conversations like we do just with sign language. They might literally just not they might just be non-communicative for the most part yeah right and when they need to they have the ability yeah to share complex ideas and and strategy or thoughts or yeah um wishes and stuff but it definitely is just like our sign yeah. language yeah uh then they have what's called battle mark and uh this is used in combat and it's less less flexible than thought mark it's uh less ambiguous and mm-hmm. it's larger gestures can be seen from farther away so it's way more like uh visually think, think just like a like a regular yeah, black like, ops go, go, guy go, being you know, like yeah go hold three back fingers, stop yeah. i just yeah. think of team america when it, right where he's sure. in the back of a jeep and he's like don't shoot don't shoot waving his hands <laughs> in the air like, why not yeah yeah and the final one that they've developed is orsicode or scood a scood and uh, it's What's a machine-readable version of Thought Mark. See, that makes me think of Morse code yeah. from real life. Yeah, exactly. Kind yeah. of uh, a machine code kind of thing. Because they can't just write in, like, regular gothic. They have to no. Morse code. Yeah. So Battle Mark, isn't that like an Astartes thing? Uh, Astartes use a very similar one. Yeah. Yeah. And a, But uh, apparently, like, the fact that... Um, like these sisters of silence know like even a form of battle mark is like not good. Why? Stardies don't like it that someone else knows their codes. Oh, okay. But do they use the same codes cuz I mean it's Tau, very similar. Tau use sign yeah. language. I, I just I would imagine that like it has nothing imperial... other than tradition and yeah. ritualism and yeah. secrecy. There's sure. no real thing. It's just the fact that just like, like even if you're an imperial guardsman it's like advance, you know, how that's right, that's the advanced exactly move. you're like, putting your hand and they start is like hey yeah you you have to wait for the verbal command <laughs> how do you know our secret code exactly. yeah, no, like, that's like, kind of i enjoy that everyone stop so you know they you're throw like, up the stop like, hand point like. in forward and he's like whoa put that shit down man. <laughs> yeah he's like you can't talk to us like that i know i enjoy stuff like that yeah. it shows how backward and like like how ritualized everything is yeah. in it yeah that's i never understood that though like why would why would an Astartes, who most of them don't believe in all the divinity stuff, why would they be so wrapped up? Well, ritual is different than divinity. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to believe in a higher power to ascribe meaning to actions. 
but okay, I'm, I'm not going to get into it because you're just going to yell at me. But I don't know. <laughs> I was. That's right. That, that's what I came to Canada for. I was, a, I was hoping for... I don't understand why something would be sacred if it, there's no oh, religious funny. aspect to it. If you're not religious, why is there sacred? Well, so do you have like a, a favorite utensil? And by utensil, I mean like so, uh, a mouse or like a... So you're going to compare them saying you're I'm not allowed saying, to use that because it's like, don't you touch my keyboard? Yeah, you have you ascribe value to things that have no divine meaning to you, right? Not in a religious sense. But no, I'm not saying it's a religious sense. I'm just saying it's it's like a thing that they view as theirs. And they don't want other yeah, people using it because stuff. they don't deserve it. Superiority well, it's not, it's not ritual then. It's, it is ritual. You can have a ritual right. without ascribing you religious. You want a better answer? One less sure. hostile. Um, wow. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> One that makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Mo- most Astartes chapters do believe in the divinity of the emperor. Lots of that misconception comes from like the 30K because lots of people read the 30K Horus Heresy where they don't see the emperor as a god, but like everything, it slowly shifts. I don't have a percentage. The ultramarines would obviously see them him as a god. Ultramarines win? Almost everyone does. Most most chapters do just over the 10,000 years. All right, I'll take that. Isn't it only Um, people that specifically deny his divinity don't view him as one and everyone else would? Yeah, and even like the ones that don't deny it, like that's I don't think you deny it openly. Yeah, no, like, for sure, because very... everyone else does. Yeah. Okay, sure, I'll take yeah. that. That makes more sense yeah. than Eric's bullshit. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong about ritual anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's just that transition when you're talking about 30k, you got or for Warhammer, you got 30k, and it's a very different setting than 40k. Sure. Okay. Ritual can be a religious or a solemn ceremony. Okay. <laughs> I just I was saying it had nothing to do with religion, but it definitely can. I I'm I'm in the vernacular. I would assume that ritual would imply some sort of religious. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it always seemed like you could do things in like a ritual order, things that you felt were like important, but not because you ascribed any higher meaning to it, other than the fact that it's important to you personally. Kind of like lie in your clothes out before you go to work the next sure, day. Maybe. Absolutely. Like if that's your ritual, you get up. Sure. You shower, it's you a solemn thing down. you do in you like do, a prescribed you, order. You do it every time. Yeah. And it's, it's now grown to be important to you, but it has no higher meaning. I, I, I just assume that ritual implies some sort of symbolism in its action. It, but it could be also symbolic. It just doesn't mean it has to be religious. But a symbol implies that it's symbolizing something greater than itself. Like, but it, that doesn't mean religion necessarily. <laughs> sure. sure. Mm. Question. Yeah. Which religion is right? It depends on where you're born. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the cynical answer there. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. It's the one that gets you into heaven, Mark. Ah. <laughs> Duh. So the man on the bus. Well, I agree with the man <laughs> yeah. on the bus. Uh, yep. yeah. The guy at Anderson Station. <laughs> God. God, yes. yes. God. Big G. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm God. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. He Big also, G. he came up to me and he's like, have you ever killed anybody? Oh my God. <laughs> I, at that point, at that? that point, I was like getting ready for like the stabbing. Because <laughs> I have. <laughs> no, lo- he said that. He said I've killed lots of people. Oh, well, he's oh. God. Yeah. I mean, he has to. Like, you ever heard of the flood? <laughs> yeah, the Black Plague. Black Plague. <laughs> Cancer. Oh my God. Damn, this guy, man. It was you, quite the conversation. Not you ever lie. killed anyone? Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back up to heaven pretty soon. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Oh boy. That's so how do you transition from that <laughs> to organization? <laughs> yeah. Well, just like God, when he's killing people, makes an organization to his does, angels. How does he send his armies out? Well, I'll tell you. How the Sisters of Silence do it. <laughs> Fuck. That's just how you little, segue, just Mark. A little okay, I'm, t- I'm taking notes. I'm learning. <laughs> There are three lead officers in the sisterhood, each in charge of a specific role within the order. So there's only three of these people? Yeah. Interesting. For the entire sisterhood. Yep. (laughs) So there's the sister commander, and she is in charge of the fighting forces of the sisters. She she is at the head of the sister cadres. Uh, A cadre is made up of group of sisters silenced with their own heraldry, color, and potentially even tactics, um, mottos. um, And the largest one ever recorded is a thousand strong. Um, but yeah, it's just like a battle group, you know, you yeah. could have, you could have five of them in this cadre or you could have a thousand, you know, it's just kind of an individual thing. So the sister commander is in charge of all of them, but then within each cadre, they have their own people leading each cadre and they have their own hierarchy and in that. Then you have the mistress of the black ships, the black ships. Um, she runs the black ships, assigning sisters to the ships and making sure all the tithes of the black ships are being met. Hmm. So that seems like an, a massive job for one person to do. She's probably got she, people. In yeah, like, she but has. it's just she. If something goes wrong, that's Ask the her person yeah. you ask. Yeah, and, and like a lot of the stuff too has been like going on for ten thousand years. It's like a well-oiled you, machine. Like, well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I'm just gonna point this out because I feel like this is an appropriate time. You can tell it's later in the morning than when we started because the energy level went from like zero <laughs> to like an appropriate level now. I, I feel like I've finally woken up. Do I need time. to do I need to start doing these at ten o'clock? Yes, not, Mark. No. I don't know, like I'm used to getting up at six. I'm used to going to bed at too. six. I get up at six too, but I'm like it's the weekend, bud. Mm, okay. I just find it funny. Doesn't you mean can, I like you it. can definitely tell. I that there's understand more what you're saying, <laughs> and I, I we'll appreciate the consideration. Mm-hmm. And from now on, we will record at ten. Maybe that would be beautiful. I'll make it happen. I'll I have that power. Make to it make so. Happen. I mean, if you could do it on UK time, so I don't have to adjust, <laughs> that would that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and finally, we the third one is uh, Nemesis Praxia. And uh, she oversees the recruitment of sisters, new sisters, as well as being the keeper of lore for the order. Uh, recruitment and training. Yes, yes. Good, good. Good catch. Yes. I got you, baby girl. Um, there's also two distinct subgroups outside of like cadres or black ships or all that. Uh, one is the Chamber of Oblivion, which is operated battlefield units led by Oblivion Knights and Knights Centura. Centura. We'll talk more about them in a bit. And the other one is the Chamber of Judgment. Uh, and they fielded the dreaded silent judges of the Excruciatus. God, that sounds fun. It, what's the curse? Is it the Excruciatus curse in Harry Potter? Is that what that is? You guys are losers. Excru- <laughs> Ex- excrucio. I gotta represent my country. Well, it's crucio, but you you started with the X, man. I'm I'm trying to help you out. Crucio. <laughs> well, this that's worth a Google. No, okay, it's the Cruciatus curse. All right, I was I was the dumb bitch on that. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was the dumb. Come on, bitch, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the second Bitch. half. 
Uh, we'll talk more about them later. So let's go through the ranks. We're going to start at the lowest yes. and work our way through the highest. So huh. the very first rank is the Acolyte. Uh, these are uninitiated trainees that come in three ranks. They do? I, I guess they nope, do. they do not. <laughs> Why I have that copied and pasted there? I don't know. I mean, I, I assume you could be a acolyte of each of the three squad types, maybe. Maybe. What? What? No. What is the true lore? I don't know because an acolyte is going to be under the purview of the nemesis Praxia, because uh -huh. at that point you're yeah. training. But would you train the witch seekers separately from the prosecutors, separately from the vigilators, if they're all having different oh, fighting styles? I see what you're maybe. That's the only thing that I would be able to think I of. I see yeah. what you're saying. Otherwise, it doesn't seem to make any sense to differentiate them at all if they're just acolytes. Yeah. Or, or maybe they differentiate them between if you're going to no, be it's in the battlefield yeah, or it, if you're a mistress of the black ship. But it also depends or, on... It, you only get those rankings, isn't it? Oh, after yeah, you've after taken you, your oh, vow of oh, tranquility. Course, yeah. Yeah, you're not taking you're just, that during your training. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I copied and pasted that wrong. I'll take a quick look. Um, the novice sister is in next rank, and she's an aspirant that has not taken the vow of tranquility yet. Um, so they're still not quite really battlefield ready. Um, chatty Cathy's. They're chatty Cathy's. Up next, we got the null maidens, and this is kind of your standard rank. This is what most of them are going to be. Um, and they are a sister that has taken the vow of tranquility. They operate in three types of squads known as witch seekers, prosecutors, and vigilators. Um, and they, these squads are always led by sister superiors, and that, that's like their squad leaders. Um, so let's talk quickly about those different unit types, so those different roles. Um, witch Seekers. They are uh, close combat purge machines. They're all equipped, the whole squad is equipped with flamers, and they just go in there, they burn everything down. Burn purge, the witch. Purge, purge. Then we got Prosecutors. These are more tactically flexible, um, kind of long range. They're equipped with bolters. They're just kind of your basic... Your, they're your main core of what you have. Then you got Vigilators. And these are close combat specialists wielding great executioner long blades or great blades. Is it the same as like the Repentia? No. Don't they wield executioners? No, they... No, they... That's what are those a, called? That's those a are, chain sword where yeah. this is a silica glass edge. Oh, <laughs> Hot damn! Sword. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Interesting. And I actually... Yeah, if what the I, fuck are those called? Those two-headed chain swords. Yeah, it has a sorry. The witch seer blades have micro serrated. Mm. Um, they're micro serrated, but not monomolecular. I was gonna say at least they're not monomolecular. Mm. <laughs> so that's kind of the three main battle line squads that they have. Uh, then you know they're led by a sister superior. They also have what are called pursuers, and uh, these are sisters of silence that are will make use of different type of cyber beasts like cyber mastiffs or cyber eagles uh and these will have like devices outfitted in them to be able to track psychers better so they're they're used for hunting down psychers um the aquilae astra and these pilot the ships and the crews of the ships and yeah so are they so technically those wouldn't be sisters because those are just regular no humans? so these I think this is more like um, their their transports, like their. They could just um, be serfs, really. No, no, no. Like these are still sisters. It's more like they're, oh, like they're rhinos. They're rhinos. They're, I see. I, I'm just blanking on what they call everything, but yeah, I think that that's more what it means because they still have big vehicles outside of black ships. Okay. 
Yeah. So Lexicanum does say that there are three ranks to an acolyte. Yeah. And Wikia says that it's literally just there's just three like a first rank acolyte, a second rank acolyte, a third rank acolyte. Yeah, maybe and maybe all, it's all just they're all known informally as sisters in waiting. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's all just depending on the training. Like first rank is literally they've just walked in the door. Yeah. And you've yeah. only been beaten once. You've only it's all about the beatings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Oblivion Knights, and these were in that uh, chamber of Oblivion. Um, so these are high-ranking sisters who've led witch seekers on their missions. These are blanks that have developed their null abilities to the point of making any use of psychic powers in their presence hazardous to the user. Um, these warriors are not tasked with overseeing the black ships, but rather to seek out and destroy powerful psychers. All right, so first of all, interesting to note that you mm-hmm. can grow your null ability. Yeah. And you can affect the, to make it more powerful. There's even examples of being able to suppress your null ability. Yeah. So it, it, it it's interesting to know that it's kind of a controllable thing provided you have the ability or the will or training or whatever to do that. Yeah. The other interesting thing in there is um, these ones operate very differently where they actually make it dangerous for psychers to use powers mm-hmm. um so you know they try to summon a lightning bolt but it just explodes their head it just it's a backfire yeah exactly because most of the time you just can't you're access. trying to reach for it but you can't find it's, there's it. nothing there yeah. but this time it's a danger to you yeah uh then we have the knight centura these are the most experienced veteran oblivion knights who serve as battlefield commanders for the sisterhood so hmm. yeah and so these, the Knight Centura and the Oblivion Knights operate alone. They don't go with, like, they have they were with Witch Hunters or yeah. whatever, but they are no longer. Yeah, so they, they operate more in, like, like, a soul capacity. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, a good example would be, um, uh, her name's, like, Amanda Killier. Oh. She's in the Horus Heresy, but... Euphrates? No, no. Amanda something, I'm pretty sure. But she goes out on, like, individual missions by herself because she's super good. Um, well, with Gulliman at the moment, there's a, a Obsidian Knight called Ashavoy mm. who travels around with him and another custody. And mm. they're kind of, like, uh, with him on most of his demonic missions. And- oh, Amandera. Amandera, yeah. Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. She was actually Kendall? the first one to Amanda declare... Kendall. <laughs> she was Kendall. the first one to declare exterminatus. Yeah. And yeah. she was Malkador's Agentia Tertius. Oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, so, like... And, these, yes, she was an Oblivion Knight. Yeah, so they kind of go out and do their own things way more specifically. Um, and then the Knights and Chiro, the other part, the more veteran of them, will actually end up leading cadres of Sisters of Silence. Um, Knight Abyssal, the higher rank, commands multiple squads of Sisters of Silence. Um, so yeah, just another rank. Um, the excruciatus. Mm. These ones are pretty cool. Yeah. Hunters, investigators, and secret police of the silent sisterhood. They deal primarily with those who seek to shelter and harbor psychers. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> That's like a interesting, like you sit down in the, in the interrogation room, sister of silence comes in, just looks at you. Because you can't talk. You can't talk. <laughs> I, I didn't understand what was happening oh, there. I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> the punchline was 
flashlight was just you staring at me. Two of them come in, they're doing the good cop, bad cop. One of them's just smiling. The other one's like, no, no, no. Slamming their fists on the table. Just bitch slaps you, but you don't know why. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's good. That's really good. Uh, So the lower rank of Escruciatus are known as Questora. What questions they're asking, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) While the most senior commanders are dubbed the silent judge. Mm -hmm. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. (laughs) Uh, Excruciatus wear red coats and ruby implants on their eyes. And they are said to require personally burning a hundred witches before they can attain the position of Excruciatus. Yeah, that's crazy. It doesn't seem like a lot, though, for the... (laughs) For an Imperium, does it? Right, like, you might just hit the jackpot on one town and been like, Oh, yeah. Here's my 3,000! <laughs> exactly. Perfect. <laughs> uh, witch Seeker Persuvant. Persuivant? Oh, it's a French. It's a French <laughs> word. Persuivant. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're high-ranking sister above even Oblivion Knights. And, yeah, they just, once again, lead. Witch lead. Seekers. Lead Witch Seekers. Lead cadres. They're just yeah. another, you know... They don't give you exact numbers, but maybe they lead 1,000 sisters. But, yeah, sure. And yeah. then we all we went over the yeah. Nemesis Praxia, Mistress of the Black Ships, and the Sister Commander already. Yeah. So let's talk about their appearance, because they got a couple things that um, pretty really distinctify yeah. them. Distinctify. That's right. Distinguish? Distinguish, yes. There you go. No, they distinctify. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I always add a letter. <laughs> oh. Um, so the main thing, obviously, yeah. is they're all females. The first thing you'll see right away. Is that they are women. Yeah. Um, but they 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 always wear dark silver, or no, they don't always, but their they're, standard... Their standard Vrainite yeah. armor, yeah. or whatever it's called. Um, is dark silver, and it's highly decorated and stylized, and it's adorned by a fur cape. But, like, if you look at it, it's very, like, intricate and very... It doesn't. It, it doesn't share the a uh, power armor aesthetic at all. No, like it, it looks very, more medieval. Yeah, it's very sleek and not yeah. like doesn't look like it would protect you. Very no, well. but it's still like of good quality. It yeah. just doesn't have that same hulking appearance yeah. to it. Um, their heads are usually shaved bald, except for a small part um, on the top of their head where they grow out a top knot. So they just have a little top knot growing out. Um, their mouths are covered by a gorget while the rest of their uh, face remains visible. Yeah, and a gorget, for people who don't know, is just a piece of metal that will n- primarily cover the neck, but yeah. this one just extends up to also just cover the, yeah. the mouth. And the other cool thing is, and if you remember in that quote, uh, they will have an imperial quilla tattooed on their forehead. Um, and it's like, we bear the mark of the emperor, or something like that on our brow. I forget the quote. But that's that. So that's kind of what they look like. They're very ornate looking. They wear this silver armor. Um, yeah. They're women. Yep. <laughs> war gear. They have a couple uh, distinct <laughs> of um, war gear. So the Veritine armor. Veratine. Veratine. Vera. Yep. Added a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Advanced power armor with silicate mesh of Celentine void mail. So that's some sci-fi stuff for you. Oh, yeah. 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 I tried to, I did Google searches on like, what the fuck is that? And then it just, it's not going to give, yeah, it's just oh, no. one of those things. It's supposed to be cool yeah. for the sake of being cool. Yeah. But uh, this armor is specifically made for the wearer. Like it's each one is handcrafted for yes. the wearer. Yeah. It, again, these are not custom batched at no. all, or sorry, they are not batch produced like warriors. Yeah. There. 
everything um, is custom and, and they're they're uh allowed peak movement because everything is perfectly fitted um and it also provides enough protection well the the, the only downside though? is that it's not environmentally sealed and it isn't meant for long-term operations this is what really convinced me that they are not like made for war yeah and all. they're not that's not their role yeah. like, i know but this is yeah. what was final yeah. this was the final nail this in is, the coffin this is... was just like they cannot operate in the same conditions that an army can ever yeah so yeah yeah it's some, not, not environmentally conditions. sealed that's wild to like especially because the number of planets you're going to and fighting on like oh, how yeah. do you not just have the ability to be like hey the air is just like it's it's not gonna it's gonna affect you badly so just seal yourself off i can't because i'm a sister of silence yeah that's ridiculous can you put a helmet on no the gorg gorget gets in the way yeah exactly the top knot the gorget yes i'm into fashion (laughs) (laughs) look it up sweetie yeah (laughs) yeah but no that is a good point like that that's not their role they're not frontline warriors they're trained well enough and equipped well enough and armed well enough to deal for their specific purpose exactly um they will wield executioner great swords, which, as Matt was saying, was a uh, micro micro serrated micro serrated two handed power sword that's perfectly balanced and weighted. Ah, perfectly balanced, as all things should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, flamers, you know them, you love them. Bolters, yeah. you know them, you love them. Psych out grenades, they're pretty wild. Oh. Um, yeah. Grenades that when they explode, they release dust particles, which are heavily impregnated with negative psychic energy. Impregnated? <laughs> They've been impregnated. Mm-hmm. Why? Like infused, melded with? No. Combined? No, because now you're thinking well, of someone having, psychic, having sex with a grenade. Psychically charged. So, I'll tell yeah. you the second par- part of this, and then you'll realize why it's impregnated. So this form of energy is extremely rare. In all human space, it can be obtained in all of human space it can be obtained only as a byproduct of the emperor's jizz or sorry metabolism <laughs> but it's devastating to psychers to come into contact with so that's how they impregnate the part maybe that's how the emperor killed horus finally so how do you just think they actually recreate them. these ah, like the emperor's still a creature like so what they're like they shave off like a bit of his flesh no no like even if you're just sitting here i have moisture on me like not really, but you could collect okay. it. So just who, like, who uses psychic they, grenades? They, they rub these rags on them yeah. to clean them, and the rags so the, are yeah. impregnated. So with, of impregnated, silence. yes. Okay. Sisters of Silence use these. Uh, some Inquisitors will. Some Inquisitors. Uh, Calidus Assassins. Okay. Um, gray Knights. Nope. Yes, they do. Oh, Gray Knights. Yes. Sorry, I thought you meant Customs. My bad. Yeah, the, they would sound similar. So that's, oh, that's had- a lot of grenades. <laughs> that we need to supply for the galaxy. Well, when they clip his toenails, I'm just I'm curious. Like, yeah, like Hair Emperor's follicle. a sweaty dude. <laughs> I'm well, curious. he is just that little weird man. Like, <laughs> constantly so... things are just falling off of him, like skin flakes. Like, oh yeah, that's a good fun. Yeah, take yeah. that. Put it in a psych up grenade. The, these grenades are useless against anyone that's not a psyker. Yeah, it's just um, dust yeah, for anyone so. else. <laughs> See, I, I, I did hear on a private, um, I can't remember where it came from, but um, that it was ground up blanks as well. To Interesting. But I, I don't remember where I got that from. That might not be That canon. makes more sense. Yeah. I enjoy that one more. Yeah, ground up blanks. It, it seems quite grimdark that you're like throwing your comrades, at the, <laughs> your ground up comrades. So, at the, yeah. so bad. So hold on. Uh, Rogue Trader, that's like the old game, right? Yeah. So that's when that story 
the the mm. Ember's metabolism idea was introduced in Rogue Trader, which was 1987. A very mm. different setting than the yes. one we're currently I, in. Yeah, I'd prefer it if they changed that as soon as possible. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it, like you said, it's a lot of grenades. Lots of people use well, cause them. Well, because Psycannon is apparently, and like Psybolts are the same effect. And yeah. so now you have two more ammunitions you need to create yeah. with this And that's thing. like, that's not even a grenade, that's a bullet. It's a bullet. Yeah. These are, like, there's Gatling Psycannons. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little extreme for sure. Okay. Interesting. I'll retcon my notes. It's not, no, the notes are correct. Mm. It just, Games Workshop needs to update that. Okay, I'll petition Games Workshop. What, Thank you. What do you want me to do? I want you to write Games Workshop. It's the GD, <laughs> GW marketing team. God damn the marketing team. <laughs> Guys, when I go back home, I'm going to march into that front That's right. office. And First I... of all, psycho grenades. <laughs> Listen to me. What is this bullshit right here? <laughs> Sir, what are your credentials? Uh, I've been on Lorehammer. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of their primary like war gear. Um, they have vehicles too. Um, they have gra- grav rhinos, which... It's kind of interesting, it's like cool. in the same way that custodies specifically use the grav, so do the sisters. Yeah, but uh, more commonly, or at least during thirty k times when they had more resources, they would use the carhon, caron, caron. That is grav. Yeah, it is. Oh, I see. But what it's you're very different. Yeah. More commonly, they would use the caron pattern acquisitioner, and it's a highly specialized grav tank that can transport a squad of sisters. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, it's a very unique looking ship. Is like, it pretty ornate? No, no. It oh. it looks like nothing else in 40k, and I like it because of that, because mm. it just fits kind of what it's supposed to do. Yeah, Mark showed me a picture yesterday, and I said the doors look like the entrance to, like, an Iron Maiden torture device. Is, is, <laughs> really? Oh, super dark, yeah. Yeah. Um, they are heavily warded to not only keep the blank powers inside, but to also, well, to allow for a stealthy approach. But they're also resistant to psychers attacking them. Pretty that cool. That does look so different. It's oh, like yeah. nothing else in the entire range. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, like, it's made to be able to stealthily approach psychers. You know what it makes me think of? Hmm. The Star Wars transports for the uh, battle droids. Like the regular, it's those hovers that just... I think you just ruined the image of what was cool. Star Wars what? is cool. Bob, 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 bob. Star Wars is cool. Yeah, Ryan, I thought Roger. the sound effects was my thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's trash. Get that out of here. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it not only keeps the blank powers inside, it keeps psych- or it's resistance against psychic attacks. I mean, when you got that many blanks, it's gonna be I, I, <laughs> yeah. resistant anyway. I did yeah. say to Mark as well, but imagine you're just rolling this thing up a squad of guardsmen. And if it wasn't protected from the inside, like suddenly they're all depressed. Like they're all, everybody is they're, hatred. Yeah, they're just yeah. dropping their weapons. Everyone turns around and starts shooting <laughs> this massive thing coming from your. That looks inside. completely alien. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, it's very unique. Yeah, it's cool. Very model. cool. Yeah. Very cool model. Um, and it's equipped with um, missile launchers with psi out tips. So there's four types of yeah, more psi psi stuff made yes. from the emperor's metabolisms. Uh, like every time the emperor takes a poop, they just like. They grind that down and <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it's so potent. It's like his one, poops, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one grain of poop just yeah. All does you a whole need, batch. you only need a couple molecules off that poop for a grenade. I mean, but... yeah, it's just it's so powerful. Which yeah. custodies like drew that job? <laughs> I mean, it's in their name. 
They are the, the custodians. True, yeah. Oh, they're true, cleaning true. up the poop of the emperor. Even before he was on the throne. They're taking out his bedpan. Giving him a wipe every now and <laughs> again. Oh, well, that that wipe is worth a lot of side. I mean, yeah, save right those. Save those. Um, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> It's, it's, canon. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. I can't fight it. <laughs> These are also equipped with like auto cannons f- to deal with like if they do come across like, you know, they're going into some town to acquire a psyker. There's a bunch of civilians there too. They'll mow down yeah, the civilians exactly. if it's an uprising with the auto cannons. Well, because you're, you're going to take them away probably to kill them and people just, you're, you're this invading force really is what you'd be seen like so that yeah. people might resist. Yeah. How to be able to deal with the human's resistance they also will make use of jet bikes kind of your standard 30k imperial jet bikes um in in 40k they probably don't have these at all but who, who's to say mm. they might you know um, bobby g and gw are having conversations i'm sure yeah. they want to make more money you want to you make some money you want to make some motherfucking you money some motherfuck- <laughs> you're gonna pay now or you're gonna pay later <laughs> And uh, they also have what are called dividers, which are dreaded stealth transport fighter craft. Dreaded as in like they're pretty Feared. terrifying to yes. look at. Uh, uh, like, there's no like Jamaican hair. It's just dreaded. Just dreaded. dreaded. <laughs> Aha. I get it. Aha. Aha. Do you like that they have uh, basically models that they don't have models for? Like units, planes, and stuff that they don't have models for? Or would you prefer mm. them to introduce them at the same time? Like they have this plane here's the model i don't care enough for it personally i'm okay with like them using this thing and then not like they like we use it on this like one planet was specifically designed for it and now like we don't need it anymore or we just have put it in the back but it's like in their arsenal but there's no like depiction of it yeah is that fine with you yeah for for me personally it's fine because tabletop is not what i care about most to me i like the lore the most so if you you only kept what you can keep on tabletop. There goes so much of the lore. Sure. Okay. So, fair enough. But it, even, but it would be sweet. Obviously, like yeah, I would love a model for especially that. Especially if it was done in the same feeling as the Charon pattern yeah. aqu- acquisitioner. Well, it even kind of makes sense in the lore because the Sisters of Silence like is all through Imperial classification and stuff, and they just wouldn't want to tell anyone anything about this kind of. These are kind of the elite. Of the elite, the ultimate weapon yeah. against chaos, really. And it, it kind of is weird to think about that and then to see all the custody stuff we yeah, have out yeah. and realize, like, but yeah. it's like we were saying before, I suppose they're the kind of face. Sure, they are. They? They're that they kind would of be. That forefront, yeah. but. But yeah. Like in a perfect world, I'd love models for everything. I'd love models for you know, every single Xenos we've ever talked about. 150 Xenos. Yeah. I'd love that, but. Um. Like, James, well, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about I it? I was just curious what you guys would think but about it. But what do you think about I, it? I, I don't care too much. Like, oh. obviously, they can't make everything or else the universe would be very small. It'd be only yeah. what they can make models for. Yeah. So I was just curious if that was like, I want this model out. I, I do. I was just curious. I do. I, yeah. It would be sweet to see a Talons of Hor- or Talons of the Emperor. Talon of Horus. Talon of the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heresy showing. Your heresy showing. Yeah. It would be cool Cover if they made up. that. They came up with, with a couple more sisters units because they do have some stuff in the lore. They even have some like 30k variants. Like they have, uh, I think they're equipped with like two bolt pistols. Um, and uh, yeah, like I was kind of saying that uh, Charon pattern acquisitioner, that's more of a 30k model. I don't think it's in 40k. I don't think they have rules. But it doesn't state anywhere that it's been destroyed or lost and i think it's more just doesn't have rules yet sure 
Forge World model. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before we move on from War Gear, I yep. want to add a couple of things. Oh, yeah, but So they actually, in their War Gear, they have a uh, Proloc UR. Of course, yes. Which is a speaker, but not a speaker as in a little uh, electronic speaker. It's just a person <laughs> who they consider as a piece of War Gear <laughs> who, who kind of does their speaking for them. I, I imagine if you don't know Battlescribe or a thought mark or whatever kind of thing they would kind of stand next to you and be like oh she's saying this to you (laughs) the Uh, speaker okay perfect uh, are they an um, actual sister i don't believe they are because they obviously can't take a vow of tranquility yeah so i i assume that is more like a kind of a like a surf or a yeah like a surf that they would take with them maybe to it it could be a a sister it an acolyte a a sister in waiting Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um on the lines of the executioner greatsword to kind of show how much the emperor trusted him he actually gave one of his swords uh called veracity to uh one of the knight commanders during the horus heresy so it was yeah that's pretty wild it's to have to say that you've wielded the same weapon as the emperor i mean gilliman has the sword of the emperor it's like that kind of level you know yeah yeah i wonder if uh like in 40k that would be a relic like mm. i wonder if that is still around in their armor it doesn't say whether it was passed on yeah. it just says that it was given to one could have been lost there. to the ages but that's very cool yeah so that's kind of a very good understanding of the sisters of silence um that there's a couple of small points um the sisters of silence and the sisters of battle are in no ro- no way related whatsoever there's no connection between the two. Sometimes people confuse them or think that the Sisters of uh, Silence were the precursors to the Sisters of Battle. They're in no way related whatsoever. They're completely distinct. Often they don't actually get along at all. Women never I, do. I mean, you've got... And then you have <laughs> then you have blank women and then they're already like, oh, fuck. She's already pissing me off. She hasn't even said anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, with St. Celestine flying around and... This kind of the faith in the emperor's divinity, which all goes through the warp and mm. kind of stuff like that. I mean, it's obviously not the Sisters of Silence <laughs> bag, yeah. really. Al- although there is one one interesting thing that you just remind me of, um, where the Sisters of Battle believe in the divinity. Um, the Sisters of Silence also believe the emperor is a god oh. too. Where like when you talk about the custodes, they do not think that. Yeah, but. In uh, 30k, there's a couple stories where you can slowly see the transition that they're taking with the Sisters of Silence from, like, the typical mindset to where Amadea, Amadea Neal, or Amandera. Yeah, she starts to kind of go down the path of taking the belief that the Emperor is actually a god and stuff. So, Which is interesting because, like we were saying earlier, where you can kind of see through... I, I would have expected the opposite, yeah. where but, they kind of see him as a great leader... But, but not everyone has seen him. True. true. So, like, yeah. how many of them have actually seen it? So, but yeah, I guess because even though they have access to the imperial palace, only the custodies have access to the throne room. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they might not let any of the no, they definitely would not the sisters in. Like, but yeah, and definitely not all of them. No, maybe one or two. But yeah. well, I think if if you were being fed by psychic power and like. Imagine sisters silence walk in like just suddenly the, em- <laughs> the emperor the dies. Flooded by demons. So, oh like, god damn! <laughs> you seen that meme where it's like me unplugging the power 
uh, source to save energy, everybody else in the Golden Throne room. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's genius. That's a good one. Uh, classic. So we got one discussion point here, and that's why Nathan is a dumb, dumb bitch, and the reason why Sisters of Silence don't need to be genetically modified to be on the same level as Custodes to serve as the Emperor's left hand. Did he say that? He did. Oh. He did not like that. He didn't who, like that who, they weren't. Which, which Nathan is this? Our Nathan, our okay. beloved Nathan, and why he's a dumb, dumb bitch. I mean, oh, wow. If, mm-hmm. if anything, they have the ultimate genetical modification. Mm, of being hated of, uh, by everyone. Of, well, <laughs> having no place. <laughs> of, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on what you mean, because there it's like it's like if you say if you say they're on the same level as a custode, no, they're not. No, but like, are they useful? Potentially, just it's a tool. It's a very different tool. But Nathan didn't. I think a lot of people get a very misunderstanding view of what the Sisters of Silence are made for and what they do. But I also think a lot of it also comes to it's a power creep. You play Space Marines, and that's what you see all the time. And so your view of like a normal army in 40k yeah. are the Space Marines. And the reality is, but it's is, not. A Space Marine is you will never see one in your life in 40k. Yeah, they're so. Rare. And then custodies are even crazier yeah. than that. So I think it's just it's a misunderstanding of people that assume everything needs to be on Space Marine power level to be when, useful. Yeah. Right when reality is like you don't like you're, yeah. a human is just as valuable, even in the fact that you're a body that can hold a las gun. Yeah, and. So that's what people miss out on, I think, is the idea that regular humans are still valuable in 40K. And then you throw in this genetic anomaly that they have. Yeah, sure. I I just I I can understand the point is that there's definitely no if you put a a custode and a one sister of silence and they're fighting it out or they're doing an arm wrestle. I think it's very obvious who wins Mm -hmm. the sister. Yeah, of course. Because she's throwing off the alka- the genetic alchemy of the custody. <laughs> He's just like, I don't feel Don't listen like to Eric. It. <laughs> He's smiling like a goon. I, I but yeah, think, obviously I, the custode is, yeah. is a better combat. Yeah. I, I think it depends what kind of combat you're going into, though. Because there is a story of a void uh, obsidian knight who is pretty much in the center of a mortarian ship. There's a massive demon heart, and she just full-on jumps into it, like slices it open. She's covered in, like nurgle goo that would have destroyed anyone else and she just like walks out spits out and uh she's (laughs) she's like what fine but nurgle's plague no big deal yeah exactly i mean because it is like you've got that different defense haven't you yeah i i I guess i that it, it just means like when you just keep saying that everything is invincible all the time it's just like Everything is. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. No, it's but bad. like it's bad. I've been critiqued for for things not making sense to me before. So like what? We're not talking about it again. <laughs> so I'm looking. I can see both sides. If you have the ability to genetically modify, which we know the Imperium does, and the tool is already valuable, why not make it that much harder to kill? Why not give them environmentally sealed suits? Why not give them like yeah. the best? equipment possible it to me there's a couple yeah like the environmentally sealed suits i'm like yeah that well that's just it just seems like a no-brainer that one seems like a no-brainer but like so the we've noticed through a lot of like the genetic modification there's a high casualty rate so you're spending precious blank resources and then 90 percent of them are dying that seems more through the genetic modification to to, yeah exactly to gain something that they don't need they don't necessarily need but it would if you had it 
it would be an asset. Sure. But, but is, is it, it worth, worth losing? Sacrifice? Is it worth losing 90% of all your blanks yeah. just to go through this? Yeah. And it's not like they aren't changed a little bit. They are definitely being like um, emotionally like blocked and like psycho conditioned and they're going through brainwashing. And, and even on like a science level, like they're still taking steroids. Yes. A hundred percent. Those, those sisters of silence are going to beat the shit out of you with yeah. one foot and one hand tied behind their back. Yeah. Like they are still infinitely better than anything we can think of. Exactly. So any human psycho they come across, it's not going to be an issue yes. for them. The, the Which, problem, that's all they come the across. The problem from them is yeah. all of a sudden they're fighting heretic astartes yes. how do you fight something that is psychically charged and is physically yeah. dominating and that's yeah. why they work in groups with other things and that's why they will not ever function as a standing army in and of themselves yeah it's also a last gun a last gun brain to the head will still take their head off yeah, yeah. i mean they're not wearing a helmet yeah it's wild yeah it's, like i get part of it that it's a sweet aesthetic it's yeah. like it's it's thrown back into tradition and, and sacredness and no one understands why it's just something they do because yeah. it's what they've always done. But yeah. you think someone, and I love the fact that it doesn't change. Yeah. Cause it's 40K. so wild. Yeah. That's, that's part of what I like about 40 K. Like if you wanted to make the argument that they're in a very, very narrow situation, a sister of silence is better than a custode. Like the most narrow, yeah. like yeah. very it's narrow. Specific, I'll agree. A yeah. specific tool for a specific job, and that's yes. it, that's yeah. the scalpel. I think yeah. that's the problem. But, when they put them onto tabletop, it was like these guys can take on everything. Whereas in the lore, it's like you said earlier, they wouldn't really be fighting the Tau. They wouldn't really be fighting. Yeah, they would be a kill team sent into specifically take out a psyker yeah a demon sure. you know yeah. I, yeah. Think- yeah i i hope i hope they don't give the sisters of silence enough of an armory like it ever to be fielded as a full army yeah like if they took it to the level where custodes are at i think that's too I, much yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd but be a if they gave them that divider I, yeah that'd be cool you, to me maybe one- give them something to use as like an extension of your army in the same yeah. way that you can take a single detachment of assassins yeah give someone like make like a detachment of sisters of silence and i also would have preferred if they had done the same thing to custodies yeah personally but also the custodies models are sweet and awesome yeah so. um i got one other kind of thought here on the topic of blanks um so there are no blank custodes there's been no example of blank space marines and uh it was kind of just the reasoning behind that when i was doing my research was there. <laughs> we're joining our bodies into one that's right um it's just like like you were saying eric is with that uh um like with custodes there the they're how do you word it the emperor psychically kind of enhanced them. they've been genetically altered with him which has affected them in some psychic yeah, way and the same with gene seed it has kind of that same like psychic like resonance almost the gray knights yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, to, or the blood angels are a great example of that yeah so to even put a blank or to take a blank and then try to give them the gene seat it would just end up killing the blank they'd fight they, the, yeah, the, exactly. the fact that they have no soul versus the fact that there there's something coming into them they're yeah. just intrinsically opposed to each other exactly so but you for, could, you could for also any use, of those assholes out there christian that's an interesting trying thought. to write a blank space marine army it's an, is that legit what he's doing? He, he did at one to, point. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have like the exorcist. I know they're not blanks, but they're devoid of 
soul or wart present, aren't they? But no, no, they're, they're very different. A, they, they, it goes uh, a different the exorcists possess themselves. Yeah, so yeah, then they but, then beat it, and then that's how they have mastery through the world. Uh, okay, it's so it's not they that they possess don't themselves, have... and through no means other than their own sheer fucking will, they've right. been able to exorcise a demon. What? And the fact that they pr- sure. reportedly I, have Grey Knight gene seed at the age of thirteen. Oh, sure. Well, that's the emperor's gene seed. Sure. That's not their own will. They have the emperor's gene seed. It's an instant win, but not really. But regardless, I, it's not yes. like there's but, a bunch of people around them praying and yes, banishing. Yes, correct. Like, they yeah. do it. Up they have to accord. banish it themselves. Yeah. So it's a little different type of so, mastery. Okay. I don't like that. I don't like a lot of things. Yeah. You don't like a lot of things. <laughs> you don't, don't like, like custodes. <laughs> Fuck the custodes. I'm not very happy about I the f- Sisters of Silence. Three of us weren't even into this episode. Oh, true. That. <laughs> That's definitely what the, we're going to get back. <laughs> Do you guys just hate all things Warhammer? What are you even doing <laughs> I, here? I don't even like this hobby. <laughs> An interesting comment we seem to get a lot is how, how Mark and Eric actually aren't friends. And they seem to just hate each other. <laughs> that is funny. Well, even even Jesse, he's been coming by, and I, I was talking some shit about you just because it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck that Eric guy. He's like, I thought you guys were friends. I'm like, no, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. And then we're, we're, we're family. It's different. Yeah. We were talking about, like, our core group. I'm like, and we're naming off names or whatever. And I'm like, no, Eric's not a part of that. <laughs> Eric's not a part of the core group of friends. <laughs> he just knows where I live and just shows so, up. So showing funny. Up. So funny. Yeah. So I think he... Doesn't think I like you at all. I'll just reinforce it next time. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be like, fuck, I hate that Mark guy with a bitch. You're in my garage saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll be staring right at you as I say it to Look him over there. Yeah, and then you'll look over and be like, oh, hey, Mark, what's up? Piece How's it going? Shit. I hate that guy. Perfect. <laughs> Good times. Oh, Matt, thanks for joining us. I Thank you for having me. Was it everything you thought it would be? I can die happy now. Was it worth a thousand bucks to come over here? More well, than a thousand. I, I was told that Lorehammer was paying for that, so... Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> no. oh. Actually, the last time we had Trevor Buzak on, it was quite expensive to pay that for him. I heard so. Kermit coming on as well. I, I should have known better. Yeah. Yes. You gotta be at least that famous <laughs> for Lorehammer to pay. Well, I'm on Lorehammer now, so I'm, I'm on my way there. You're famous. I've got like nearly a hundred followers on twitter guys. oh i guess that's uh, one thing worth noting too is that uh, you're, you're taking over some of our social oh, media yeah. stuff on the instagram i'm uh i'm trying to put in some lore hammer posts yeah yeah moment, yeah, so. yeah you're, do, you're doing the regiments i was doing the regiments which it's was pretty cool a lot of fun they've yeah. been getting a lot of uh attraction yeah no what's a lot of traffic sure it, it is funny like the very first post was like we're gonna cover some very minor minor um regiments regiments and then people like Death Corps, yeah, Death Corps. It's like that's not minor. That's like Ducadia. Ducadia. Oh, it's like you guys are dumb, well, dumb bitches. So you did, you did Tanith first. <laughs> um, I did Tanith. I did the uh, Mordant Acid Dogs, Oof. which are awesome regiment. The yeah. Fusiliers. Uh, the Centillion Fusiliers. Yeah, yeah. and um, there's uh the those Janissary Mac- ones. Maccabee oh, Janissary. Yes. The ones with the yeah, the yeah, face they, mask they, and the tear. That's the, awesome. The face mask of uh, Saint Drusus who di- who died on their home world. Uh yeah, there's some very cool stuff. I would yeah. recommend reading up on all of them because yeah. No, well you so you did the Tanith one and someone commented and was like, I thought you were doing the unwell known oh ones and it's like just because you've yeah. heard of it sorry how often do you see Tanith on the tabletop yeah, yeah. I mean no it's just 
Welcome, welcome to Lorehammer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, don't worry. Can't I, please everyone. I'm going to go back with so much hate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. I don't care. <laughs> well... Yeah, do I still have the record for the most hateful comments? Oh yeah, oh, hands down. 100%. What were your, what were these uh, hateful? Bring comments? it up. Okay. Bring it up. <laughs> oh my uh, god, did we ever make him apologize? Oh yeah, we got him. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Because oh, we lost the episode. We lost the episode. Oh, this is your son mo- of a bitch, James. Oh my god, James. moment of redemption. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Read it right now. No, well, we could do a separate recording in that, and you could just put it at the beginning of this video. <laughs> All right, fair. Public announcements. Yeah. Uh, PSA. <laughs> So yeah, no. He, oh, uh, he almost dodged it. That's that's hilarious. No, he he mentioned before we were. It was our Tyranid biomorph episode, and we were talking about how like, come on, how can like uh, a muscle spasm create enough force to send a projectile oh. capable of going through right. a foot thick of steel or whatever? So, and I'm primarily with James on this one. Like the like I'm, I'm don't are, you want to sign up for that? No, Dude, no God, what, we're you, opening up all the hate comments again. The, Fuck the the, uh, the fastest object one of the fastest objects is actually a spore that comes off of horse shit <laughs> okay this is legit science write and this down james <laughs> okay the, the spore at the top underneath is like a, a liquid ball and it fills up with so much pressure that it ejects the spore out and that is one of the quickest things that we can uh we can measure sure, by science. sure. I, I you know whatever. i ejaculate at 30 so miles an hour here's, right? here's the problem about all that stuff the scale is so much less. What's the mass? Exactly. Talking about what's the my, mass my of a spore? Exactly. Versus yeah. what's the mass of a, a projectile? I've already learned my lesson. Right, you know the that. lore is always correct. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to get back into this. I want to start open up a can of worms. <laughs> I, I I've learned my lesson. I've gotten the hate. I've been beaten down. My I self esteem re- is gone. I retract my statement. <laughs> No. Holy smokes. Okay, well, that's that's the episode for today. Thanks for listening. Thank you for showing up, guys. Um, Check out all our stuff. Instagram, yeah, Facebook, Patreon. Patreon, Facebook. Check out Warhammer Combat Cards. Oh, yeah. Check, Check out, out Redbubble. Check out Redbubble. Buy some of our stuff. Buy a shirt you're going to wear once to send us a photo of. That'd be okay. Yeah. Wouldn't be bad. <laughs> you don't have to wear pants. Eric will look at them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Even if you put your feet in the shirt and have <laughs> the feet out the arms, I will enjoy it just as much. Actually, just feet. Just feet's fine. No shirt. Yeah, it's yeah. Fine. So on second thought, just send feet. <laughs> there is uh, one guy, I got to remember to do this, but he's like, I want a Lorehammer shirt of our uh, Facebook's main page where it's like me, you, and Jordan. Yeah. He wants a shirt of that. That's weird. So, oh, my Lord. I don't know how to feel. I got to do a Redbubble shirt of that now. So Interesting. Yeah. So that will be out there if you I also hope, want I to hope. wear three men's shirts. So who's face. in the middle? Is Jordan in the middle? Yeah. So it's me me on the left side and you on the right side. Yeah. So then it's like our faces would be right over his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just rubbing he cuts, the nipples. No, he cuts out the nipple uh, faces. So it's <laughs> just, just we got just nipple cuts out the mouth. So you <laughs> <laughs> nipple spoken out. Yeah. Just Ooh. the nip. Just oh, the God. <laughs> I love so. Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, check us out on all that stuff. Uh, send us a message, oh whatever. Boy. Fuck it. You know what to do. You know the drill. Yeah. Hit that, sma- smash that like and subscribe button. Fuck. <laughs> Give us a five star review. All right. See you guys.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.